Production. Recorded live. Okay. So again, welcome everybody to the regularly scheduled FFCHS Saturday Night Podcast. FFCHS, Freedom from Covert Harassment and Surveillance, is a human rights organization. We help support and expose crimes directed at victims called targeted individuals. Our issues are organized stalking, electronic harassment, torture, non-consensual human experimentation, and much more. Please join our efforts in exposing these organized crimes throughout the world. Okay, you guys, we have a great call set up for you tonight. Uh, We have guest speaker Robert Duncan, Dr. Robert Duncan, author of several books, a known scientist in the targeted community, and to help expose these technological and psychological crimes. Um, Let me go into a few announcements. Uh, First of all, I'd like to say a huge thank you to uh, Ken Rhodes and Pete Santilli. We wouldn't even be having this call. Uh, The password was hijacked by a previous board member, and I'm just going to say that. Um, And uh, uh, thanks to Ken Rhodes and Pete Santilli, we will have time to uh, uh, offer explanation of what happened to this uh, deviant act or these deviants act. Um, so, and we will be providing documentation for FFCHS actions. Uh, so, we will be discussing these issues, so stay tuned. And once again, thanks, Kenny and Pete. Okay, so we have some more announcements. Support group meetings, we are still moving forward. We are working on progression. We are tr- team playing. We want to keep this uh, forward progression moving uh, and just try to help each other. Um, that's what it's all about. We've got to turn this crap off. So um, we want to uh, announce that uh, Portland Support Group is meeting today. Um, Amy uh, is the contact person. We get to that. Okay. So Amy in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Uh, her her next meeting will be January 9th. 2016 from 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Um, that would be in Org, Portland, Oregon. And you can contact her at 971-207-3401. And the contact name is Annie Dale. Another support group meeting is going to meet upcoming Sunday, December 20th from 1 to 3 p.m. in the Seattle Public Library. Uh, The address is 12755 Greenwood Avenue North, Seattle, Washington, 98133. And a huge thanks to Curtis Kimball and Laura Salway for for pushing forward to all this reorganizing and and, and still offering a place for solutions and activism. And we really appreciate uh, their efforts in working that together. So if you have any uh, transportation questions or any more questions about the meeting in Seattle, uh, contact Curtis Kimball at 817-901-8720. Also, we'd like to welcome two new FSCHS moderators, conference call moderators. Uh, We have Bella, who's going to start a call tomorrow night uh, for FSCHS at 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, PM. And her caller ID is going to be 138. So again, we have a new Sunday night FFDHS call for it's, it's kind of technical oriented and, and open chat discussion. 
And then we would like to welcome Linda. Everybody kind of knows Linda. Um, she'll be on um, tonight's late night call. And uh, so we've got two uh, new conference calls uh, forming. And her caller ID is going to be 139-381-POUND. Don't forget the pound. So Bella's is 138-200 tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And Linda's tonight, uh, late night after this call ends, around uh, oh, 1045 Pacific Standard Time, 11 o'clock. Um, Eastern Standard Time, you guys figure it out. And that caller ID is 139-381. So those are our updates. Let me get back to this. So if you want to talk, um, if you have any more updates or announcements, hit star 8. And we will begin participation. Here we go. Uh, Dr. Duncan is coming in at 6.30 uh, Pacific Standard Time. So in about 20 minutes, he should be arriving. And there's Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Welcome, Kenny. Hi. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear you. I just said no. Did, you do, did I do okay? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing fine. And, you know, and... The guy I was talking about, God, I forget his name. I'm not good at names, but we got a lot of Jim Jones in this, and, you know, people are going to follow him right off the cliff. So FLCHS has been around a long time, even though I don't agree with the way it was run before. We are going to come out to be a stronger and a better group than ever. And we just got to wait through all the the ones that want to deceive people and, and take their money, and that's all you want to know about. So... All of you, if you haven't joined or you haven't paid your dues or you want to donate something, we, we really need your help because we need to start getting going so that we can help other TIs out. I've been, I do a lot on my own, but I haven't done it through FLCHS now that I'm on the board. Things are going to be different, and they're going to be better. So you can go ahead and unmute somebody else, Shelly. Thank you. You keep me open. I want to talk to Robert for a second. Uh, Shelly, yeah. hi. Hi. Shelly, thanks thanks for unmuting me. This is Darlene Miles again. Um, I just also wanted to announce that I'd like to start an Ohio support group. Um, I've been hearing more people saying that they're from this state than I've heard in a while. So for those that are from Ohio or for any of the board members that have access to member lists, for those that are in Ohio, since I'm right in Central, I'd like to start a support group here as well. Um, Pete is here in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, is where his uh, station is now uh, originating from. And I think it might be great if we could build something strong here as well in knowledge and support. Well, we appreciate that, Darlene. Because Pete, Pete Santelli has been one of our greatest voices out there so far. And, Absolutely. And, I, and, I, and I, I can't thank him enough for what he's done. So. Right. And you, too, as well, because that's one of your original connections and you bringing Pete on the calls and having him to, you know, bring together conference calls and speakers and all of that and helping out with fundraisers. You know, we want to always be able to keep Pete around, too, for that support, which has been great, and also support him on his radio station. Um, I think right now we're all in a support mode um, 
FFC, well, FFCHS as it starts over, and also um, Pete, because, you know, don't forget about him. For those who can donate to his show, you know, consider doing that as well if you can. You know, he's, <laughs> darling, he's, supposed, he's supposed to have another marathon on the 27th of December, so I don't know if he's got too busy. I, that's not a set stone date, but that's one we've picked so far, so. But I'll, okay. I'll let people know as we get closer. All right, great. And thank you, darling, for your activism. Um, you've done a great job. I know everybody's pretty um, aware of the work you've done, for sure, and the court cases and stuff like that. Thank you again, Kenny. Uh, I know that just recently you've done some work and you know going to Target's houses, and you're still working on smart meters. And still, uh, very, um, you know, working with Pete and different people in the community to turn, uh, to educate and uh, get other people aware and on board. And you're always supporting um, events uh, that uh, exp- exposes technology. So, um, thank you so much, everybody, and thank you everybody that's contributing to um, activism um, and, and and sticking with us and, and supporting our issues. That's what we need to do. We, need all, we all need to be team players here and get off the bickering within each other, within ourselves, and move forward. We can't do anything unless we're uh, moving forward. I'd like to do more city councils. Can you like to do aware uh, smart meters? Darling, like, you know, there's different things that we're doing. So let's get back on track and, uh, right. and expose this stuff. And don't forget his uh, Ken's website because right now, if you're looking for anyone's looking for documents that are true and factual document, documents on what is going on in our lives, please go to Ken's website, which is G-M-N, George, Mary, Nancy, Ken, all one word, dot com, G-M-N-Ken.com, and you can download DOD directives that, that talk about how all citizens are targeted and joint targeting documents and any other appropriation budgets that tie to these actions and see that this is something that does affect every person on this planet. It's just they choose to make us aware for whatever their strange reasoning is, but every person is being affected by what is happening, and they're waking up, and senators are waking up, and some people in our government are waking up. But we have to get stay on, on track and stay on a positive, cohesive, cohesive message to everyone. So just, you know, again, announcing, I know the one gentleman, it's his first time on the call, but there are documents there. You can download them and begin reading on exactly what they say in their own words. Yep, thank you, Donnie. There's a lot of information in there. I remember the first articles I pulled up was the drones and how um, they were um, actually implementing or allowing so many drones, hundreds of drones in the um, in the air. I was amazed. Uh, how many were there again that they uh, passed well, the laws there? 75 senators lead, led by John McCain in 2012 approved 30,000 more drones. These are hunter-killed drones with nanosensors, and that's where all the pain and all the damage is coming from, um, where everyone is now reporting fibromyalgia, and doctors are realizing that there's no such thing as fibromyalgia. The chronic pain is a nanosensor being attached to your skin, to your joint muscles and tissues, CDC reports now there's one in 50 citizens in these United States, that's 6.8 targeted individuals who don't know they're all being targeted by technology, whether it's pharmaceuticals, government technology, 
testing, non-consensual experimentation, whatever. So that document in itself led right into the scope of these additional approval of 30,000 more drones between now and 2025. I have a question for you. What doctors are saying there is no such thing as fibromyalgia? Doctors, various doctors, various victims I've spoken with, including some of the doctors that I talked to, they said that it was designated as a catch-all and has been for several years because they couldn't figure out why nerve tissue and joints and, and different trigger points are, are always the same on every human being, and mainly on women, but also on men. And, and these doctors, I don't want to call out the, the hospitals because I don't want harm being brought on them on, just from this call because it is recorded, but I've had at least five victims tell me the very same thing that a panel of doctors have said to me, that they've never believed that there was anything such as fibromyalgia. But if you look at and go out and look online, you'll see the uh, uh, image. Just bring up the image on the web for fibromyalgia trigger points. And then also look at the trigger points for drone nanosensors, which is on Ken's website, which is an official document from their own nanosensor document. They're identical. Where they inject and shoot these sensors are where they're the most harmful locations on our body, from your spines to your shoulders to your stomach and vaginal areas. I go on and on, uh, and I won't. But you can look at them and compare on your own, their own documents, and CDC's documents as well. They've documented the trigger points for fibromyalgia and sciatica. When it gets so bad, it attacks one entire side of your body. And these are nanosensors that are GPS or infrared to light your body or chemical and biological, which injects nothing but bacteria, cancers, and, and all the other things that are happening. Rare cancer, stage four, heart attacks, stroke, all of it. And it's in their own documents. Very, really good stuff. It was one of the first um, documentation that I read and I researched. Uh, and I was amazed. Uh, government, you, you told us about they were all um, military. I mean, you know, a lot of military stuff. Um, we don't like to go that way. But also, um, before I, we get too far into the call, I am moderating. And my name is Shelly. And uh, also, later on in the call, we are going to have um, Lisa Becker and Peter Rosenholm come in and discuss uh, their recent vacation to Mexico and uh, the difference in targeting. So um, we really look forward to uh, hearing from them. But we're, we're very excited about uh, some of the forward progressions and, uh, the, uh, and everybody's uh, you know, coming together and still working together. So um, thank you very much, everybody. Um, so. Sorry to interrupt, but I did want to include that Lisa and Peter were going to join us later as well. So let's see. Anybody else still wants to talk? Uh, North Central Texas. Hello. Hello, North Central Texas. Thank, thank you. Is this Mark again? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, and I apologize if I if I've ruffled some tail feathers it was unintentional well, but these are these are just things that but it's, we're going to let other people talk now okay so i'm going to unmute some other people thank you mark 
Hi, East Nebraska. Hello, East Nebraska. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I didn't really have a question at the time I was just listening, but I did want to get the website for the document, the lady who was speaking earlier. Yep, that's uh, gmn10.com. Could you, could you phonetically uh, do that sure. for me? It's a G as in giraffe, uh-huh. M, as, M as in Mary, uh-huh. N as in Nancy, uh-huh. K as in kite, uh-huh. E as in echo, uh-huh. N as in Nancy, uh-huh. .com. Thank you. You're welcome. And also, of course, uh, we've got the donate button up and running, but at this part we do, we are looking at getting a uh, TI fund going and, uh, you know, there are expenses. We'd like to get the city council uh, packets going again, uh, just uh, flyers and uh, pamphlets need to be updated. Um, and uh, we are offering, of course, more transparency and making sure that, and also the 501c3 status. Uh, I talked to somebody today about, uh, uh, you know, grants and uh, perks to a uh, nonprofit, and maybe we can find some uh, with grant writings. Uh, so if anyone's got experience with that, certainly come forward and help volunteer. We need volunteers. Um, so uh, anyways, okay, uh, take uh, Arizona. Welcome, Arizona. Hi, this is Pamela. Hi, Pamela. Hi. You know what? I am a fibromyalgia patient. And, you know, I just looked up the key symptom points. Um, now I know, you know, Social Security, you get that. That's one of them. And I'm looking at the points. I didn't get Ken's site completely written down. Could you tell me what that is? It's what is his his uh, website? Do you know, Michelle? I'm sorry. Uh, what was the question? I I, I need to. Um, I, I felt like you know, 200. I'm sorry, Pamela. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll give. I'll site. give. I'll give. I'll give it to her. It's Grilla Thanks. Media Network. G M N Can dot com. And I'm there's no PayPal. G M N Can K E N dot com. Okay, you, now I'm going over this. Yeah, it's interesting because it is everything. So you have the key points of what? Going over this, yeah, it's interesting. That it matches, Ken? You know, I, I can't tell you. I don't really go on my website that much. Darlene handles it, and she does a great job for me. One thing you won't find on it, you won't find out where we collect money. We don't have a donate button or nothing. We only try to put up what's relevant, the truth, uh, to help other target individuals out. Okay. Is Darlene there? Yes, I'm still here. Darlene, what did you say about... uh, You could probably start right on the home page because the home page is a a continuous page, and right now there's an interview with Ken and with Pete uh, Centelli and his interview but if you go down the page and just continue down the page, you'll see uh, when the Pope spoke in Congress, which was in October, and right in that part of it, 
there are the diagrams of fibromyalgia. He suffers himself with fibromyalgia and sciatica very seriously. While he was here, he was almost crippled by the last day he said the Pope left. Um, but you'll also see his, his quote there as well. But you'll see the diagrams, and I list the website where the diagrams are found. Any document that you see there, you get the direct title, and it can take you exactly back to it so you can find it on the web yourself unless somehow your web browser is, you know, has been blocked, which we know that all happens from time to time to all of, to all of us. Right. Although I'm at one right now that discusses fibromyalgia, and from my experience with them, what they've been putting me through just to um, go to a pain clinic for my arthritis and stuff, um, I can see here... Uh, they're hitting at me, and they have their reasons why. But um, okay, so his site will have something that references. What is it I'm looking for? You if said you, it was something. You, um, we're getting pretty close I'm, I, to. I think that the time that the speaker is supposed to start speaking. But if you just okay. if didn't you say down, something to the military it, it, had the same site? Just so I know what I'm there's looking a, for. There's a well, there's a document that's entitled Joint Targeting Document, and it and if you search the document, it will tell you that they inject nanosensors in the target, in the individual and the law-abiding citizen, et cetera, et cetera. They use Health and Human Services, which is Social Security. It's in that document, Drone Joint Targeting, it, and, it, and, it, and it tells you the entire scenario of the beginning of organized harassment and stalking to... Um, you know, tearing down your support mechanism and all of these other things. So um, I would be glad to talk to you about it after because we're like five minutes, I More believe, from the, okay. yeah, from the speaker uh, coming I'll, on. I'll but you can, but if you go down. I, to say was, I think we all should be taking a look at how many um, organizations are fighting drones, which is including the vets. Or understand. And, or understand, and, because for, for years, Derek didn't believe drones were involved in our targeting when this had been going on for almost a decade and increased greatly in 2009 when funding went haywire. And that's when a lot of us began to become targeted, especially women. So for it to get to this point, and they've increased the dollars for these nanosensors these payloads, if you scroll down, you'll see what one of the drones, hunter-killer drones, look like that is right here at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. And it's not, I'm not saying one because there's, there's thousands in this state because, you know, there's multiple military bases and there's multiple contractors also involved as well. But you, you just scroll it down, even if you don't read for now, you can get to an idea of all the information that's there and then click on links to download documents, their documents. Okay. Yeah, I just thought if we were to get our information across to some of these um, against drones, there's veterans against drones, there's, uh, you know, if you just typed in, I pulled up a whole page of them that are, right. you know, I thought as exchanging information was a good idea. We've got a couple more minutes. Is Dr. Duncan there? Can you hit star eight? Dr. Duncan? I see one Idaho, but uh, I don't. 
see a star eight. Um, California, where are you? Can you hit star eight? I'm going to star, star six myself out. This is Darlene, so the call can move forward. Is it star six to quiet myself? My yes. line? Okay. Yes, thank, thank you so much. Right. And that, that's, it's for everybody else that... Uh, uh, if they don't want to, uh, they can go conduct their business without having their phone uh, unmuted. They can hit star six, and star six will mute you. And you can hit star six again to become unmuted, and that way um, make sure that any no noise is getting through on the other calls. Okay, so I just, uh, let me see if I can find, um, I thought Duncan was. Hello, California, are you there? Yeah, hi, uh, this is Kathleen Waterson. And um, oh, I just okay. want because I, I got Dr. Duncan here. He's star eight. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, go ahead. I can talk later. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no. you already did if you wanted to tell okay, us. Okay. Well, whole anyway, thing. I just want to tell you that I am going to court very shortly and um, to, because we won the, um, um, first of all, I want to congratulate Darlene and Ken for getting together. I think that's a great combination. And I love it that it's um, no donation. I lost thousands of dollars trying to, uh, you know, work with a partner that wanted to make money. And um, um, But anyway, I'm going to court, and I wanted to tell you, I'm going to small claims court as opposed to a regular civil court like the judge laid out. And the reason for that was because, because this, this is going to be one in the media and in the courts, in, in my opinion. And and the reason for that is it takes three years to get on the docket for um, a regular civil court in San Bernardino County, and I could be dead by then, you know. So I'm going to get in, um, and you can go as high as ten thousand dollars. I have tons more evidence that I wasn't able to get in before because I'd already rusted, and so it's it's pretty much a slam dunk. And I sure would like some people, and there'll only be one court date. Unlike the nine times I went to get the uh, uh, to win the battle uh, to win the war, but lose the battle. But um, and just so if any of you don't know, we the judge read this guy off, and to, I got him for negligence. The judge called this atrocious. He called him stubborn twice. He really um, and and his first words to me were, "I've heard of this." So take heart, it's happening. Well, good luck. And, we hope that you, you know, wish you yeah, luck. Yeah, and anybody in Southern California, it's only going to be one court date, and I'll let you all know when that is going to be. Because, uh, and then I'm going to go to every media my little heart can get to. Great, great. Thank you, Kathleen. We'll talk about it if you're still around later. Is Dr. Okay. Duncan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Welcome to the call. Thank you so much for uh, coming in and, and talking with us tonight, as, as everybody knows. Dr. Duncan has uh, been with us and talked with us and trying to help targeted individuals with this technology. Um, he's the author of several books, Soul Catcher, How to Tame a Demon, The Matrix Deciphered, No Touch Torture Reports. Um, he belongs to a uh, hacking strategy group, a consortium of conscience and scientists report the abuses of science. Uh, Dr. Duncan holds multiple degrees from Harvard University, Dartmouth College, and applied science. And so we just... Uh, He's worked on the Department of Defense, CIA, and Justice Department in his career, and we welcome you. Thank you for coming, uh, Dr. Do uh, Dr. Duncan. I'm a little tongue-tied. I kind of get tongue-tied. Um, so 
welcome and can you give a brief a little summary and maybe an update of uh, what's going on and in, in some uh, of your work and what you've been up to? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to speak to about tonight is uh, the current work that I'm doing. Um, I don't know how to say this properly, but uh, when you're working with people that are being tortured to death, um, uh, you have to act like a MASH unit, which is a military uh, unit. Um, and the, what I find is the people that I can save are the newest indoctrinated and those that don't know why they've been brought into the program and uh, and especially those with V2K. And so I focus on studying the targets with uh, V2K um, and how to help them get out of the program. Now, those that have been in for 30 years, I don't know if I can help them. Um, and so what I was hoping to do tonight was uh, talk, go through uh, my no-touch torture report and give some advice. And what, what I'm working on now is uh, I, ju I personally just spent $500 to go to a positive changes hypnosis session. And uh, the, the uh, CIA uses something called remote hypnotic inner cerebral control. And this is, you know, V2K, how to break down the torture victim, the the subject, and uh, destroy their uh, well-being in every way. And I wanted to give some hints at how uh, you can counteract that, you know, if the TA has, is so inclined. Um, so uh, let me start out by uh, just... Uh, uh, if people haven't read my no-touch torture report, I'm going to go through it, uh, and hopefully I don't go over my time. I think I have half an hour. Uh, you can um, take as long as you want, Dr. Duncan, and uh, we'd appreciate uh, whatever information you have to share. I know some people want to ask questions, so um, you know uh, you're welcome. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'll, I'll leave time for questions. Thank you. Um, okay. So uh, let's start off with the first one as induction of depressive and manic states. Now, this happens naturally, of course, um, but the idea is to shake up the emotional states of the target because different information can be accessed at each state. And remember, they're under a program that they are trying to understand uh, every different state that they can put the target into how they will react. And this is worldwide. This is uh, people uh, with uh, every economic uh, advantage or lack of advantage or uh, different language and et cetera. This is worldwide. And so a lot of people think it's just my neighbors. No, it's not just your neighbors. This is worldwide. So the the point is in uh, the the bad uh, uh, oppression, making the target feel despair and helplessness is the objective. Now, I've also met targets uh, that believe God is talking to them and trying to help them. And it's just another uh, form of manipulation. 
Um, and so this cycle of hope building and then breaking down is done in many ways. And the, the techniques um, between the physical methods you know, that they do in Guantanamo Bay and stuff and no-touch uh, technological methods are very similar. So speech is very important during the process of emotional manipulation. And such examples are, I'll, I'll give you this one, we have imprisoned you without due process or hope of it. You are indefinitely detained. And, you know, that's what America does. Hope-building examples include, sorry, we have mistaken you for someone else. You uh, will be compensated for false imprisonment and torture. And so this is part of the breakdown of the mental psychology. And the main difference between the cybernetic technology and the physical is that emotional state clusters can be entrained into the target mind, which speeds up the process. Um, and that has to be done in different ways than the physical interrogation and torture methods. And the communication is obviously done by perceived speech. Um, and, uh, you know, the, there are the reasons they do this, and no-touch torture is because it's useful or helpful if the target is labeled with mental illness that is being created to discredit the purposes so as not to draw attention to the human rights groups and and, and stuff like that. And so what yes, I want to talk about... Can't they have the program... Haven't they actually designed a program to uh, 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 more uh, focused uh, on dissidents and human rights groups? And, I mean, isn't that part of the program to... Yeah, that, to make, you know? You're right. No, that, that is part, part of the program. Although they've expanded it to all groups... Uh, because they're so competent now that they can do this. But before, they did it to those that had no voice. And, you know, the helpless and and uh, the homeless and stuff like that. But now they're actually going for uh, bigger characters. Um, and because they need that for their data points and for the sample set of mind control and and uh, how, how how does somebody, I mean, like this group, uh, get attention? How do you go to your senators and your congressmen and the human rights groups? How do you get to the media? And I think um, many of these people have figured out, oh, my God, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Uh, they are all controlled. So, you know, I mean, it's a horrible situation, but... What I what I want to talk about is what can you do to cope until that day comes, until uh, there are restrictions on this type of technology being used for you know such evil. We all know that. Um, so how do you survive? How do you cope? And um, so I'm going to talk uh, more about that. Um, <clears throat> And let's see, you know, here, here's number two I have in my list is memory erasure. And unfortunately, the, you know, there isn't much to do about that. It's uh, used in interrogation processes that you uh, talk about 
uh, stuff while you're on sleep deprivation and your sleep cycles, and then they use that uh, against you. I mean, this, this is CIA tech, technique. Um, but I'm, I'm going to talk about this a little more uh, in that sleep deprivation. How? What are some methods to uh, stop that? Um, electrical sh electricity and shocks. Okay, so in the, this is done again physical torture, and many TIs report stings and shots to various parts of their body. Um, one technique that I can talk about is um, heat changes. So uh, adding heat to those parts of the body or cold temperatures to those parts of the body uh, changes the neural influence and will, um, you know, stop a lot of that. But, you know, of course they go to, and, and I, I don't mean to be uh, rude, but uh, testicles and nipples and the sensitive parts of human beings, obviously, uh, is what uh, we respond to. Um, so, you know, so what I hope... That if you, you're saying so if you applied heat will stop some of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Applying heat, like uh, any, any kind of heat and any kind of cold. Uh, will stop a lot of those uh, stings and electrical shocks. What about um, that stuff that rubbing heat? You know, I mean, does that? Help oh, or do I don't. Work? I don't know about that. I, I don't know uh, if that will work. I don't I know. I would apply that in certain areas. You might be in more trouble if you get to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, don't apply that in certain areas. <laughs> um, how about? You, you know, and here's the major one that I want to talk about is fear and terror. Um, there are many technologies to induce extreme fear in the target. In physical renditions, you know, dogs and power drills and guns, insects, mutilation, blow torches, waterboarding, suffocation, mock burials and mock executions, you know, are just... A, a few of what the U.S. government does in, in their uh, torture experiments physically. Now, uh, this is also done in no-touch torture that uh, they can uh, put those same symptoms on an individual uh, and in their mind's eye also do a lot of these scare tactics, demons coming at them and and stuff, and they're they're trying to cause the same mental anguish. Um, and you know, the, why I only study people that hear V2K is because a lot of these techniques, the remote hypnotic and our cerebral control, uh, it's important for them, the target, to hear, "I am stabbing you in the back," and you know, the, unfortunately, the human mind will feel that pain, even if it's not real. And so they do this. And, of course, it causes the same thing as torture. Um, and uh, so the, the target needs to, to hear um, uh, their handler's voice. Um, 
this report uh, that I wrote uh, doesn't describe the technologies used to broadcast the lessons or the target of distance, but um, it's important that people know this is a lot of hypnosis and suggestions, as well as visual entrainments and more invasive uh, controls of the brain manipulation. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have anything for this in terms of passive shielding. The autonomic nervous system in the human uh, body and the signaling of hormones and such, uh, you know, uh, you should talk to Dwight Magnum maybe about that. Uh, you know, some people, some targets can find relief uh, with certain kinds of grounding and shielding mechanisms, and those are called passive shielding mechanisms. And then there are such things as uh, the uh, active jammers, and most people aren't sophisticated enough to utilize those. But uh, this is all uh, EM waves, electromagnetic waves. And, um, you know, a lot of people want to know more about it, but it's uh, difficult because it is so complex. Um, so let me go back to some of the fear and terror that is utilized in no-touch torture as well as uh, physical torture. Neuro-linguistic programming. Now, that can add fears such as, you know, they'll say, you are going to have a heart attack, and you'll feel something. You're going to have a stroke. And then they'll use threats like, we are giving you cancer. And, you know, th these are things that actually can be avoided uh, using uh, hypnosis, the positive kind of hypnosis. And I'll get into that. And... Uh, even, you know, I, I mean, it's pretty complex. Even the motor cortex mapping can cause twitches in any part of the body. Um, and uh, the, uh, you know, and directed energy weapons can make the person feel that they're burning. Um, and the, the whole point is maximum pain and torture. Uh, and that's what they're evolving. Um, but I also, you know, I, I know a lot of the people listening tonight are will be upset with me doing what I'm trying to say is what is the medical uh, influence or uh, control that you can have to try to alleviate the pain, the psychological control, the psychiatrist control. Um, and so I'm going to try to give uh, a whole, you know, all the different uh, aspects of this. So please don't blame me if I recommend drugs in certain states. So let's go back to uh, the state of inducing bipolarism. Now, you know, it's like cancer. So let's say you get lung cancer. Now, the doctor doesn't know, was that from smoking? Was that from, you know, uh, something, the uranium in your basement? Was that from just the cosmic rays? 
I mean, what, what caused it, um, they don't care. They don't care, even though you all know, obviously you're here on this, uh, this uh, talk show, um, you know this is something that's artificially inflicted on you. But they artificially inflict uh, all sorts of mental trauma. And so saying that certain drugs will not help you, I disagree with that. And this, remember, this is me, not FFCHS, that uh, being a, <clears throat> a flat schizophrenic, which flat means uh, no emotions, can and sometimes be better than uh, bipolar. And, you know, and this is, just depends on where where uh, the target is, that uh, if you're not flat, you can't hold a job. You're going to lose all your friends and relatives and family and stuff because of the feelings that they're interjecting you with. And this may also be a theory of why they choose more women than they do men in these programs. Now, I, you know, I have a lot of theories of why that is, but uh, women are more emotionally connected, and so they'd be more easily controlled. So how do, how do you adjust your emotions? How do you make sure that you're not uh, causing strife on support groups, for example. Um, and they, these are the techniques that I want to talk about. Um, I'm still on fear and terror. Hold on here. We are trying to break it down. Don't worry about the time. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm very intrigued because you hit you hit the, you know, a lot of the our issues right on the um, on the head because, uh, you know, a lot of us through the programming don't have any friends and family and, and uh, so, you know, medication, whatever, that's, that's not what's going on. It's uh, absolutely a part of programming and the technology. So thank you for hitting on that. I appreciate that. It's not a sign of it. They make you look like you're schizophrenic and, you know, yeah, like, that's right. That's, a, that's exactly right. And so, you know, it was the cancer example I gave. The doctors, you're going to go to doctors, you're going to go to shrinks, you're going to whatever, and, but they won't believe you. They don't know the cause of it. And this is an artificial cause. This is artificial, uh, you know, induced mental illness. And, um, and, and the TIs need to understand that, that all these doctors are programmed. I mean, they read textbooks, and this is what it is. Um, so, you know, you you got to be careful about what you say, especially to your family and friends, that uh, they're not going to believe you unless they're in the program too. Um, so I'm going to go to number five, imprisonment and isolation. Um Isolation, uh, you know, is often used as the common punishment for whistleblowers like Bradley Manning. Um, and in soft interrogation, is used to get the target to talk to their interrogators more or their handlers. Uh, since 
humans have a need for companionship. And in no touch torture, the, tar- the target is driven from their friends and family using different techniques in order to isolate them from the uh, electronic mind control. And it has more effect on their psyche once they're focusing on their handler. And so, you know, I encourage people, do not do this. You know, I, I wrote a book about it. Uh, all, all, you know, the, they're walking you through a common pathway. And you're going to, you know, unless I can get to people early on, you're going to disrupt all of your social networks, all of your support networks, including your family and friends. Now, I don't want to say that's bad. You can get them back, but don't talk about what's, your, what's going on. I mean, and you need you need that. So talk to these groups like FFCHS and find friends on, on the Internet and use that as your uh, your resource to talk to people, but uh, you can't talk about this to other people because they're they're going, you know, it's just a fact. I know it's wrong, but they're not going to believe you until about 20 years from now. And then, you know, everyone will be dead. No one cares. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and along those lines is you're going to lose your job. As soon as you lose your job, when you lose your income source, uh, I don't know about medical care, but you might lose that when you lose your job. And you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't just, you know, go uh, on a spree and say this is happening. Yes, we all know it. We all know it to be true. But um, the uh, general public doesn't. And you have to understand that. So you've got to play the game right. You had to play the game right. Um, and, you know, the slander in your community and people saying bad things about you, you know, that's, that's all part of the game. You, you have to ignore it. If you play along with it, you're going, you're going to be diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic, and that's what's happened to most TIs. And I don't know what happens to them after that, but... Anyway, let me go back. That isolation is a form of sensory deprivation, which um, uh, that's important for these um, these electronic warfare games. Is, uh, is once you're isolated from family, everybody else, and you're you don't even watch television. You're in your house alone. The your mind will start focusing on your handlers more, and they're going to have more mental control from you. So try to avoid that. Try to keep friends. Try to, I don't know, watch television, although that's probably bad. <laughs> but uh, do do something that keeps you engaged with other people. Uh, let's see. My next topic is sexually... Yeah, more volunteers. Dis- we could use more volunteers for FFTHS, you guys. So stay engaged you know, keep your mind busy. We can we can uh, do that. But now that I've mentioned that, Dr. Duncan, what do you, like, recommend us to do as far as awareness? I mean, you know, I we know that it looks bleak, but, you know, I know you, I don't know if it was you that talked about legislation, 
And I and then and I've also heard you talk about some equipment that you might be uh, interested in, um, you know, uh, working with. Um, is that true? Um. Well, you're talking. I'm not sure about the equipment. Uh, you might be talking about uh, jamming techniques and stuff like that. And uh, you know that's all good. But you have somebody on FFCHS. Uh, I think Neil. He's uh, he he runs that uh, the technology stuff. And, yeah. Well, uh, you know, the the perpetrators have been busy. You know, Dr. Duncan. So, um, is it, as far as okay, jamming in ten years, but it, uh, I thought I heard somewhere that you might be uh, looking for uh, something for equipment, uh, something along that, those lines. But um, so, what do you suggest as far as uh, how we can approach this? Then, I mean, you know, public awareness and like twenty years down the road, what do you think is going to be the most effective for us to do besides? trying to uh, ignore perpetrators and, and, you know, shielding and things. But, you know, as far as awareness, where do you think the most effective? Well, um, you know who I think is most effective is my friend Tyrone Du. I think he's going to be on the call here. Yeah. Uh, he said he was going to call in. You know, he marches in front of the White House, and, you know, I've given testimony to Congress, and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know how to put this. Just but, awareness, that, that kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, awareness. So he, he's, he's doing some good works, and, yeah. you know, you got to organize people, and and uh, I think we're making headway, I do, um, but, uh Unfortunately, human beings are selfish creatures, and so if you're raising kids and you have a nine to five job, you don't want to hear about this. You're you're not going to put yourself at risk, and so only TIs care because they're in the program, and it's unfortunate. I you know I wish I had a better answer, but my personally, what I think. Uh, I think we need some very creative ideas. Uh, I, I'm just throwing stuff out here, but uh, draping a giant, giant you know, flags over big buildings all simultaneously in major countries. So it has to be something that, yes, people be good and be arrested for for uh, civil disobedience, but it has to be big and it will cost money. Uh, I I thought about uh, I built a bunch of laser uh, skywriting equipment uh, that uh, you know say MK Ultra on the clouds in major cities and you know you need more ideas like that and how how they can be funded and people willing to take risks now I mean if you're being tortured you know and you're going to kill yourself or other people. You should be able to take a risk of at least uh, civil de- disobedience. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of my answer. But what I was talking about tonight was uh, coping mechanisms, because I don't think this is going to be solved in a long time. Um, and so I want to talk about how people can cope with a torture 
with the B2K and and stuff like that. And so what I was working on is a hit. I just spent $500 um, for a positive hypnosis session um, to learn their techniques. And I'm not a hypnotist or anything, but I was going to put one online because I've studied so many um, people that it's the same script that they use to break down the human being. And so you got to fight fire with fire, and you got to use positive messaging. you got to put positive messages around your house, on your mirror, in your bed, and listen to a positive hypnosis CD every day and just learn they don't have control of your mind. Um, and so that's what I've been working on is uh, to try to uh, get this 45-minute uh, CD ready for people and to learn, the, you know, mostly the new TIs, you know, they're, they're breaking you down. They're saying mean things. You're ugly. You are worthless. You know, all the mean things. So you got to hear the positive things. You got to counter that. You got to say they have no power over me, um, and uh, and I like that's. It. I like it, Doctor Duncan. I like it. I like your approach. I like that. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it's reprogramming. Yeah, it's reprogramming. They have programmed your mind, and you have to reprogram it that you are a useful human being. You are important, and everything else. And you have to do that daily because they're going to attack you daily through the V2K. So you have to uh, learn how to say you have no power over me. You are not important to me. And that will work. That will at least alleviate a lot of the trauma. And that's what, you know, you asked me what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. I like that idea. I positivism and coping mechanisms that we're all, you know, trying to work through those. And I think once you've kind of gone through the uh, coping, you learn a little bit more how to cope and you get more of an idea that it is infiltration. It is, uh, you know, uh, noise, everything to do with it. I know. It it is hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard. I, you know, I understand the brainwashing that they're doing is so detrimental and so invasive and so foreign, you know, to a human mind. But if people would just do this simple thing, a simple thing uh, to try to counter it, you know, it's cheap. You know, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, uh, uh, shielding or anything else that might be more expensive, but just reprogramming your mind and countering it is such a great defense, and so that's why I'm I'm working on it. That uh, I hope people will use it, uh, and uh, you know, it, it this is a spiritual and mind warfare game that uh, everyone's under, um, and you know, the most people want a technological defense, and that's just too expensive. They're not going to afford it. Um, and so I say that the psychology is the best way to defeat this. 
um, in the right way and, and the people practice it. it. You can practice positivity against this negativity as being done to you. Um, so, yeah, that that was kind of my my entire point here. <laughs> well, I, you're not going to get away so easy, but so you, can, you talked about um, coping, and we love that. Um, I'm looking forward to um, I think that would be great. Uh, you know, Dr. Clausen also, he's going to come in for beer, and, you know, the psychologist, and he works with Kidder and Sandinger, uh, which I could probably, I'm not going to ask you about that. But, um, but so he wants to leave a pre-recorded message, like, for TIs, just something that helps them, you know, maybe, you know, uh, let them know that, uh, you know, it is a trauma based program, torture program, yeah. no such torture, yeah. and, uh, you know, it is exactly what you're saying. So um, I know we are moving forward, and I, I like that idea of, of just reinforcing, um, you know, and because it blocks out the negativity, and I like it a lot, Dr. Duncan. I, I like it a lot. So, okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, so you, have uh, and you have memory erasure. Can you That's number... Oh, God, I I have, like, four, 14 <laughs> more topics to talk about. But, uh, Whatever you'd like uh, to talk about. 810, how about we turn it to questions? Okay, sure, let's do that. Let's, uh, well, what, we can open it up, and uh, let me go through down here and see if, uh, we can, what we got here. So we got Dwight. Say hello to Dwight. Hey, Dwight. Hi, Dwight. Uh, hey, hey, Robert. Let me get out of the uh, from in front of the TV here. Uh, uh, how you doing, Robert? Good. How are you, Dwight? I'm not too bad. I haven't been tortured in about uh, well since March of 2014. I still have a slight uh, quit breaking. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working on the slight B2K. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I am still recording audio though uh but but i would like to make some points that you you've made uh, i think robert you remember those uh little physics lessons we had in our yeah any who any who chats uh yeah it was about uh ion cyclotronic heating and electron EPR, uh, yeah, EPR, electron paramagnetic resonance. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the galls of the earth. Uh, those tips guided my research, and I want to point out some more key words you mentioned while you were talking. Induction. We live in in homes. Let's see, they're now using, let me give a good example. We're now using Wi-Fi. You can, you can look on the Internet and look up uh, see-through walls with Wi-Fi. Police now have uh, yeah, yeah, putting yeah. out I, I know units. About that. Yeah. Now, now, why couldn't they use your Wi-Fi? They also have units that you can buy for your home that will record each appliance in any room of your home, how much power it uses, blah, 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 all this, all that. How do you think they're doing this? They're doing this off the EMF field. They know everywhere in your home that you're going. EMF fields are everywhere. Yeah, it's a a form of lighting up everything. Yeah, I've been telling everybody here recently that my research guided me to the point that they're using natural energies 
ambient yeah. in our environment already. And these are what we're being inducted with as we're in these fields. They've got your body built up with free radicals, and they're using these free radicals as an induction point. Because these free radicals in your body are just tiny magnets. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and induction. It just hit me when you said that. But uh, So uh, when's the next book due? Uh, when's your book out? I <laughs> thought you were writing a book. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I've been no, working I, on it like artist, mad. My artist won't finish the cover of my book, so I don't know. But anyway, when's your book, dude? I've been looking forward to that. I, well, I've been adding to it daily. I work on it daily, and uh, I'm about to finish it up. But um, I'm also in the legal system now. And uh, Uh-oh. Were you drinking and driving? <laughs> you oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. No, no, no. It ain't got, no, it ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm moving forward. I have all my reports. I have everything I need to move forward. Somebody is going to give me back my eight years I lost, or nine years now. Somebody's going to give me back those years. Uh, see, I know. It's, it's a good, hopeful thing. Uh, most all TIs want that. You know, this, it's like the Jews in the concentration camps. They're never going to get anything from it. But anyway, we got to we got to make the future better for our children. And I don't think any of us will see compensation. But uh, we got to we got to fix this. That's our duty. And that's our job. Yeah. And that's you know that's what well, we got to well, do. Anyway, I got mo- yeah, I got most of my protection using electronic theory. You know, short the circuit. Yeah, you know, uh, and I always mention your your stuff with TIs. That I think yeah. that's great. You know, I'm not a TI, so the you know I I can't. In it's too expensive to ship TIs to my lab and and do all that. But uh, yeah, I think you've been doing some of the best research. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 with the you know, like you said back during the anywho meetings it's a combination of technologies so with yeah, the it's uh, a, it's neodymium a magnet yeah. the, the neodymium magnet did wonders for me it got rid That's of all of the twitches the That's muscle spasms it got rid See, of all of them so my research showed that um, if you uh, do pulsed uh, opposite forces of magnets in your oh, surroundings yes. That it would alt, you know, it would scramble some of the, the frequencies, and you call uh, that chaotic. Uh, yeah, chaotic, chaotic because if you because if, you, if you do it in an exact signal, no, they can filter that out. So it has to be chaotic. Chaotic. Yeah, yes. that's right. Moving that's in right. and out. That's right. I got rid that's of right. many a headache doing that. But now you have to get magnets that. Or you have to put them in something if you're using, you know, powerful magnets. You can't do that yeah. with just. Uh, yeah. I think I had two nineties, and yeah, I had to put them into a piece powerful. of wood along a slide. I did just like you said, and I'd push them together, and my headache would go away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they the the 
the receiving signal, the radar, the fMRI can't read that uh, when you do that. So, yeah, good for you. Yeah, Dwight's yeah. really, um, he's great um, in, uh, you know, helping the group with some of these, uh, you know, shielding, and, and we sure appreciate um, Dwight's participation and, and his knowledge. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you got anybody else that wants to ask a question? Oh, yeah, I was going to, I'm muting people. Um, Dwight, okay. uh, Ken Rose, is it one? Yeah, yes. Robert, how are you doing hey, today? Hey, Ken, Thanks. how are you, brother? <laughs> oh, not, not too bad. I've been just still battling the demons, but my, yeah, my battling battle, the my demons. Battle, my battle is mostly trying to help other people. So that's, I got a girl yeah. right now, she's talking about, the, I got her hooked up on his, on the white's grounding, but he said he's going to send me an email over his phone number because I need to talk to him, but. I haven't got it yet, but hopefully he'll do that. But I'm glad to hear. I'm glad I'm sorry, to hear. Yeah. That's all right. I'm glad to I'll hear you're on your Okay. And Robert, I really appreciate you coming out. I don't know if Pete's talked to you or not, but we're going to have another TI marathon on the 27th, or that's what he's got it planned so far. Okay, 27th of what? Of December. Uh, oh no, I'm out. I no. I have a birthday on the 22nd. I got uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas, and New Year's. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. I apologize. Well, that's all right. Maybe you can change the date on that. We've got to start, you know, getting people together for it. So. Yeah. I, I think our biggest thing is right now is get there. My goal has always been to make the general public aware of what they're doing. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, and it, this is uh, something that some TIs do wrong is they they just talk to other TIs, and it's like we all know this is happening. So what you're trying to do is get the general public aware of it. And how do you do that? Through books, movies, or other methods. But so, yeah, you're right. You know, you, talking to the the choir doesn't really help. You've, you've got to expand this message. Well, I, I agree with Tyrone Do the way he's doing things. I yeah, really I do too. I, yeah. I, I got a lot of respect for him. And if I didn't know about it today, you know, they had a mock shooting in Dallas. The patient oh, did. I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I knew in time I could have got Tyrone there with his T-shirts and his literature. Boy, it been a perfect time, but we yeah. went to the White Men Pete Santelli and quite a few of us we went to the White House and bullhorned them and everything else and we had I saw that. You blowhorned them, but I was looking forward to your uh what was the device? Um Yeah, that, the audio spotlight. Yeah, I wanted you guys to use the audio spotlight. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't let us they wouldn't let us bring the generator. I had a a solar-powered generator in my car, but they wouldn't let us bring it in. Yeah. yeah. It could be a bomb, you know. Uh, okay, that's what happened. I thought it was due to the rain or something. But no. no we, if people could see that in action, it would help the general public understand these technologies that exist. Uh, it would have been great. Right? Yeah, we, we we had it there. I just wish we could have got it out, you know. So yeah, but yeah. But, 
you know, when we first went there, we had like 20 Secret Service. Before we left, we had like 90. So we got somebody's attention. Yes, you sure did. I'm I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of a lot of you guys. You, know, you do, I think, some of the greatest work of getting it out there in the public. Tyrone do as well. You know, he's obviously been in prison several times for talking about, you know, his stuff. In fact, I think he's in a court date in Florida right now for trespassing and um, he said he was going to be on uh, tonight's show, so I don't know if he's listening. Or well, hopefully maybe uh, she can unmute him and let him speak to you a minute. But I just want to thank you for coming on tonight, and then I'm going to get out here and let somebody else have time to talk. All right. Love you, Ken. You take okay, care. Robert. Thanks for all you're doing also. Yeah, thank you for all you do, too. Okay, let's see. I got uh, next. I have uh, South Carolina upstate. Hey, Dr. Duncan. This is uh, Dave Boyce. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Real good. Um, I just want to talk about the unclassified research that helps explain this. I'm going through the process of explaining it to my uh, family and hometown. I've got a few of them on my side. Uh, the unclassified uh, folks that I've used, this is. Uh, yeah. Jack, Jack Gallant's work out of UC Berkeley. The guy's doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite familiar with that. Yeah, that's good. That's a good report. Yeah. I'm uh, using the guys that do Braingate. I think it's Donahue out of uh, Brown that does that, as well as uh, Miguel Nicolaitis' work out of uh, uh, Duke University. He did the exoskeleton and the little kick there. Yeah. On the yeah, yeah. Um, I'm quite familiar. A, a, you know, to demonstrate a repeatable experiment of how this would work, they've got a unit called the Think System, where it kind of has an EEG interface, and then it wirelessly connects to, uh, uh, what do you call it, an app, Apple phone. And there's an application that's supposed to induce a, a you know, stimulation to entrain the EEG. And I was just wondering yeah. what your thoughts are, are on, you know, you know, that you have, you know, if you haven't already put it in the books, you know, what... What uh, unclassified research could we use an ex- as an example to? Yeah, no, you gave a couple good examples, and um, and that's try to that's what I try to do is uh, the civilian population is catching up, and that mm-hmm. was one one of the reasons that I even came forward is take the military technology into the civilian technology. And there's so many good applications, but obviously we only know about the bad applications of the warfare uh, applications. And so, no, you named a a couple uh, uh, good ones, Berkeley and uh, Harvard's done one that they could control another person's mind. uh, it's getting out there, and it's just going to take 20 years, unfortunately, and uh, for people to say, okay, we need to have uh, controls over this. This could totally be abused. Well, it's already being abused. We know this. <laughs> and um, so uh, I think you're on the right direction, and, and uh, all you can do, because... There's no whistleblower that will give up their life and be killed or, you know, imprisoned forever in a 
solitary confinement that will say otherwise, uh, use the examples that are now in uh, the, the universities. And that, that's what you have to do. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate you. Dr. Duncan? Kudos because the guy that was just on, he actually put an ad in his paper and the town that he lives in um, talking about targeted individuals. Um, you know, he's done some creative uh, awareness campaigns, uh, you know, put together packets and things. So, um, you know, I, I think that he's, uh, he's doing a lot too. So there's a lot of people, uh, you know, coming together and trying to, uh, you know, be creative in, in getting our, our uh, issues across. So thank you for that, Dave. Okay, I'm sorry, Linda, go ahead. No, the, no I just wanted to thank you for for the bringing up the issue of our staying positive. That I was, I was very artfully, or not artfully, moved into a position of isolation over the past 11 years or so. And I've been totally isolated for about three years. I notice that when I go out and I'm with people, um, which isn't often, but when I am, I notice a big difference in my opinions of myself and how well I can cope. It just seems automatic. Once I'm with people and they sort of mirror back to me that I'm a person and I'm decent and, I'm all, you know, that I come out feeling better and and more positive. Thank you for confirming that, that that works. Yes, yes. And I, I hope other TIs realize that and, and continue the message. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, those, I mean, it's huge. I, I belong to AA, and, I, and I've been sober for 36 years, and I been, haven't been in meetings a lot, and that's one of my main sources of strength, and I know it. And that's where I'm headed next, because I need that feedback all the time. Thank you. We do Good for all you. the time. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that confirmation. Okay. That's all I need, Shelley. Thank you, Linda. Thank you very much. Thank you for your activism. Uh, New York, do you have a question? Yes. Hi. Finally. Wow. Hi, my name is Amrose Minnie, and my targeting is a little different. I was hoping that Dr. Duncan can help me out with it. Um, maybe he knows something about it. Um, I've listened to hundreds of targets, and no one has hit on how I am targeted. Um, first of all, I am definitely um, in some sort of hyper theory. Um, found that out too late. Um, doors close wherever I go. I have to climb a mountain only to find a closed door. Um, my story starts, and I, I really don't want to take much yeah, time. Do you have a direct so. question? Do you have a direct question for Dr. Duncan? Mike. Mm, it's going to be hard. My targeting started after what I call a close encounter of the third kind. Um, I was made privy to something. The name of the company is DICOP. Okay, I was in Puerto Rico on vacation, and um, I was befriended by Paul O'Brien, who is the director of operations, working out of Rainy Air Force Base. I found out later on, Rainy Air Force Base was closed in 19, I believe, 1975. I danced, I ate, I spent time in Rainy Air Force Base. They were developing this aircraft. I was given a private tour of the aircraft. Um, this aircraft had a red eye on it. This eye was 
supposed to. And do you have a direct question? There's a lot of people that want to talk. I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you have a direct question? It's really important, and it could help all of us, okay? This do I think that your perceptions are correct? Is that the question? The question is, yep. Okay, so let's see here. We've got um, South Illinois. Hi, you're on the. You're, you you want to ask Dr. Duncan a question? Hey, Duncan, how you doing? This is Tyrone Dew. Ah, Tyrone Dew. What, <laughs> what's going on? I you know just want how to. Are you? I, I could <laughs> complain, but it won't do us any good, you know. Stuff were to put me in jail. Yeah, complaining doesn't do any good. What the hell? But you know what? It actually satisfies me. You know the need that I'm out there actually doing something. Then you know I am raising awareness. I appreciate you. You know allowing. I appreciate to be, you too. Yeah. You know factual information while I'm out there bringing awareness to the public about the motive, and not the fact that I'm glorifying the mass shooting. You know I'm just talking yeah. about the motive that we're all. You know, the, the motive they complain about is the same reason why we're all on this damn phone call tonight. You know, yeah. so we're not, you know, we're not any different than them. And, um, you know, I hear a lot of people asking about, you know, what can we do to raise awareness? You know, and I'm happy you brought up the uh, topic of civil disobedience. Uh, just to let you guys know, no protest, no cause, no change has ever happened without some kind of civil disobedience and people being taken to jail for a night or two. I agree you know. with that. I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. So we yeah, got to find yeah, some yeah. lawyers here. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? The, you know what? The uh, court system is full of lawyers. They got public defenders. And to be honest with you. No, I pro- said I, warriors, not oh, lawyers. Oh, warriors. I thought you said warriors. Warriors, like you. Hey, you know what? Hey, I tell you guys what. I actually just told the judge. I said, uh, you know, he asked me. He says, uh, well, who's going to be your attorney? I said, I would have one, but he's dead. He says, who was he? I said, this guy on my T-shirt. And, and he, you know, <laughs> and, he, and, and, he, and he's kind of looking <laughs> at me like, what the hell is this all about? So. You know, I, I made it through arraignment, and I will be going to uh, I'll be going to court again next month. But you know, it, it gives me the opportunity, you know, to let them know that hey, one, I don't feel like I was trespassing, and if I was, it was for a damn good cause. You know, yeah. so we, we we gotta we gotta get the message out. To be honest with you, I'm planning on March 21st. That's uh, Myra May's birthday. He grew up in a small town called Wewa. It's uh, down here in Florida. It's only about 1,600 people. But I'm actually going to go out there and do like a little barbecue, hand out T-shirts, pamphlets. You know, play some loud music, get on the bullhorn, let them know what he was talking about, and see if we can get support from his city, you know, even though hey, they're citizens. Because Myra May was supposed to be a success story, man. You know, the guy grew up in the in, in, in the ghettos of America. You know, he diligently pursued his his um, his success with, you know, with, with becoming an attorney. You know, and then once he became successful, you know, he gets, you know, he becomes a victim like the rest of us, and he just couldn't handle it, you know. So it's not, instead of him being labeled as the, uh, you know, the mass shooter, you know, the mental, the mentally ill person, I think that, you know, it would be a good sign, you know, to, to get there and raise awareness in the city where he grew up in and see if we can get some support. Now, as far as uh, further civil disobedience, if anyone is interested, you know, I'm actually planning on shutting down the intersections near CNN at downtown New York. You know, it would take a few of us. You know, I would I would say we can do a bridge, but that might be a little too drastic. But, hell, you know, we're actually under drastic measures. You know, and people need to know what's happening to us. 20 years from now, you know, I heard you say, Duncan, 20 years from now that we're going to have to, um, 
you know, it, it may it may take twenty years. Well, we got to yeah. give people some help twenty years from now because if if we don't if we don't lay the groundwork now, hell, they'll, they're twenty years from now they're going to be doing the same thing we're doing now. Yeah, that's Just, right. You know, that's right. You know, that's right. they end up being different people on the phone calls, maybe Duncan have been in. You know, he'll 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 be passed and gone, or you know, a, a lot of us. You know, we are living with the reality that we can be murdered by you know, satellite technology at any given moment. You know, we don't have the time to sit around here and, and, and really project things for years down the line. We gotta we gotta act now. You know, and I'm not saying do anything where we're gonna harm someone. I'm just saying we got you know, we need the world to slow down for a second, actually stop and listen. You know, that needs to be the message. And if you you know if anyone's interested you can contact me or you can contact uh, you, know, you can contact my you can contact Ken Rhodes. Um he knows how to contact me. Or you can even contact Duncan, but, you know, you can contact me directly. But we got to do something. You know, we can't sit around and continuously wait for legislation to do anything for us. I mean, we, we are not getting any help from the psychiatric community. Hell, you know, I actually went to the uh, Secretary Advisory Committee for Human Research Protection. There was a few TIs there, but not enough. You know, they, we, we, are, we are not going out enough. And since we're all complaining about, you know, instead of blaming the neighbor, the, you know, the, the ex-worker, you know, how about we blame who this man here on the phone has worked for? You know, that's the only real proof that we have. Did you so, ever contact yeah. General Hayden? I remember yeah, you. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, the, he, he, he's a goddamn yeah. liar. <laughs> he is. A, he is. He, he, no, he, he's he, a horrible he is, he human is a, being. He's a liar. Uh, you know, the guy actually started backtracking and everything when I asked him a question. He says, uh, "He says, well, I don't know anything about that." I said, "Well, I, I personally interviewed a former employer of yours, yeah. you know, <laughs> who, who actually knows this is happening, and thousands of citizens are complaining about this." You know, and to be honest with you guys, you know, I, I after the um, after the incident, I talked to about well, after the event. I talked to a few people, and I walked up to him. I shook his hand, and I told him with a smile on my face. I said, you know, if I, if, if I really thought it would help, I would just smack the shit out of you for all the people who lie if you're ruined. <laughs> and he, he, he actually looked at me, and people came, and one person came over and put, it, and put their arm around his neck and was like, you know, come on, let's go. <laughs> and he started walking the guy out. I'm serious. If you don't believe me, you can ask. Uh, there's another TI there named Antonio. You know, this guy here, he goes just about everywhere I go. He uh, joined up with me one night at, uh, in Washington, D.C. after one of my events, and we drove down to the Directed Energy Professional Symposium. You know, I had a bunch of people there, Duncan, I guess. You know, some of those people, I don't know if you've ever worked, worked with any of those people or ever went to any of those kind of uh, symposiums where people are discussing how these weapons work, and you got the private contractors there, you got the military there, and I talked to a colonel and uh, someone from the DOD. You know, did any of those people ever contact you back, or did they just, you know, were they pretty much full of shit? Thank you, Tyrone. Thank you so much for your activism. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Tyrone. We've got a lot of people that want to ask questions, so um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and unmute a couple more people. Thank you, Tyrone, and we look forward to you coming in and, and sharing your activism and, and getting people motivated uh, to get the word out. Um, thank you again so much, Tyrone. Okay, Central yes, California. Thanks, Tyrone. Thank you. Central California. That's me. That's me. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, Northwest California, my bad. Northwest okay. California. Okay. Um, um, I had a question. Well, first of all, I had a statement. I tried the positive affirmations. It was one of the first thing I tried when I got targeted. And yeah. the funny thing is, it used to make me feel good. Then all of a sudden, 
they made me feel bad when I said the affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, let me talk about that before you go on. Affirmations, and it worked again. Just rewording the same affirmations. Yeah, no, and here's part of the problem where I was going to talk about it is uh, the uh, induced emotional states they can do at any time. And so the positive affirmations are just, a you know, a, a slight defense that you can do. And, you know, a lot of people don't like, you know, I, I grew up with doctors. I'm, I, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, but um, that there are ways to, with drugs, I know no one likes to hear that word, to uh, calm your emotions. Uh, and is it good? Is it bad? I don't know, but it's a defense in certain situations. Um so you're you're doing the right thing. I mean, you you said they worked for a while, and you can reprogram your mind against the negativity, and that's what you know a lot of TIs need to do. Um, so continue with your your speech. Well, the other thing I wanted to say is I totally agree with your off rhythm thing, and I really don't want to say what item I am using. But I am using an item that gives a off-rhythm pulse. And if I hold it, now I have to figure out where I get microwaved a lot. So maybe I'll hold it behind my neck or my left ear or my right ear in front of my heart. And if I find the spot where it's coming in and it's an off-rhythm, it breaks it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Continue uh, to tell people about that. Uh, as long as it's a, a chaotic rhythm, yeah, it, chaotic. it will disrupt it. Yeah, that's right. it. That's it. Thank you. Can I have another okay, question? Okay, um, okay uh, Sumaya, I'm sorry. Um, no, I was just going to ask you, I was going to ask oh, go what, ahead. I'm sorry, what items, what what can we get to cause the chaotic rhythms? I don't know about that. Yeah, I, right I, I wish I I I just don't um I I don't give out any oh, okay. information yeah. in terms of products that I would you know recommend and so no but okay. but you know but <laughs> you know chaotic rhythm I just uh you know you can build them yourself you can you know like a yeah. Tens. I'm thinking I've got a ten, little tens. No, no, so tens unit is uh, they may help a little bit, okay. but the problem is they're not chaotic rhythm. Yes. Yeah, and chaotic means that the uh, the network, the the uh, Fourier. Tra- I'm going to use scientific terms. Fourier transform uh, can cannot uh, uh, undo the. Uh, the frequencies that are being uh, attacked on your body, and so uh, chaotic. You got to look up that term, okay. and you got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I can't. Hey, it's all right. I just appreciate it. Good question, though. That's a, it's like so chaotic. I mean, heard the jammers, or you know, like. Yeah, but the jam and, and the jammers have to be chaotic, and uh, oh, okay. you know there are passive shielding techniques. But I don't recommend. I mean, they work for some people; they don't work for others. I, you know, I, I just don't talk about it. 
anymore. I, I can mention uh, one signal that's chaotic that you can use, yeah. and that would be the negative side of your automobile as you're driving. Uh, your alternator puts out harmonics, and they do not like oh, that. Oh, that might work. That yeah, might but you can't you can't sleep in your car, Dwight. <laughs> no, 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 we you have can't. You can't. We have to stick our finger into the into the plug. Into the, remember something about no, no, you, into you, the lighter. No, you, you can go, go to uh, Walmart and you uh-huh. can go to the automotive section. You can purchase a cigarette lighter plug, but now you have to uh, have a little electrical skills on putting the wires together. Get you a short piece of wire. Attach it to the uh, buy the little continuity checker for about seven dollars. It's a little pin-looking device with a wire and a clip. Uh, take your continuity checker and hook it to one of the wires of the power uh, cigarette lighter plug you bought. Then touch the side springs. That is your negative terminals. The side. Most springs. people aren't going to know how to do this. Thing. <laughs> I'm going right. to electrocute ourselves. No, no but I, I no. love what anyway. Dwight suggests no, because it would work. Most TIs are not that electrically uh, Well, the, the instru- yeah, the instructions are going to be in the book uh, with illustrations. and uh, Get your I'm book to- out. Volume yeah, one, volume two. <laughs> I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay on that, Dwight. Volume okay. one. You can do a volume one, volume okay. two. Um, I, I'll do that. I'll okay. cut it in half and uh, yeah, see if we can get the important parts out. It's just that I've learned so much. Yeah. Uh, every day I learn something new because I'm still testing. And as a TI, you know, Robert said that you have to keep your wits about you you have to keep yourself together and i noticed i feel so sorry when i see there's these one set of ti's and a lot of you that are listening are included in this set you see things and you think that uh, you're being followed closely and, and let me tell you this is part of your scalar wave the human body puts out uses scalar energy as a signal it's like you're an animal in the wild, and you've sensed danger. Your body senses something at all times, and, and you can read about this, and, and there's more information on the Internet now about scalar technology and how the human body uses the scalar in um, you know, communicating with, with the physical environment they're in. You can sense things as you, as you walk into an electrically charged field. The, the hair on your back stands up, your skin crawls that skin crawl is part of your scalar senses that lets you know hey that something's not right but uh, uh when you go out you know public, you're, you're totally you, right to wait is, when, when you take uh, videos though and, and you post them on the internet nobody sees what you see i know and, and it so looks crazy. terrible and i feel so sorry yeah, for look you crazy but, yeah and, and, and we all look crazy. So, yeah. uh, you know, Tyrone was talking about psychiatrists and all this won't help us. Most, it is my opinion that most people do not know of this technology, do not know, and would never think of anything happening of this nature that it is in any way possible. And so their first instinct is, this fellow is mentally ill. It is their instinct. Yeah. And half of them are zombies. Anyway, yeah, half of, yeah, half of yeah, them are already yeah. zombies. 
They are controlled and they are made to reject you, to harass you, because now you've made yourself available. Okay, let me comment on that statement. Okay, great. That, uh, you know, I don't study gangs, organized gang stalking and stuff too much because I think that the targeted individual can get over that. If they just don't care, you know, if they think maybe, uh, oh, I'm a, they're paparazzis and, and they feel good that they're being followed or whatever it might be. And so I think there are mental ways to get over the gang stuck. You know, that's my opinion, my opinion thank, only. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, and, and earlier you, you mentioned that, uh, uh, and I even put this online, that it has always been my opinion that this is not really mind control. They are not manipulating your body in any way. It is mental suggestion or mental influencing because okay. the B2K or the, 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 the high tinnitus in your ear is actually voice. And again, there is a YouTube video uh, on YouTube about recording this it's not that good because he doesn't go into the details of the plugins. You have to go into those details, but it does show good technique on recording your perps and putting them on a software program. Yeah, no, sure. So I mean, do that. I mean, if if you have the money, put up cameras everywhere. And uh, I'm going to say something else. So I, I work with some TIs. Um, and uh, they were, uh, and it's part of a CIA program, uh, that they were sleepwalking and moving their stuff around at night and had no recollection they were doing it, but blaming right, it on other it. people breaking into their house. You know, I'm not saying that's every circumstance, but that's, uh, you know, one one circumstance that, that I... Dead or two, actually two TAs. I I read that too. And you can be lulled out in the daytime. You can be yeah. lulled out in the daytime. Oh yeah, and and no, and, and so the CIA made, and, yeah, CIA made yeah. a girl uh, in an experiment kill her friend. It was a blank, uh, and they have no memory of it. And so they're they're doing this on TIs as part of the MK Ultra mind control experimentation. Um, so a lot of a lot of these TIs think, you know, someone's broken into my house when they are actually controlling them to manipulate stuff in their house. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like Myron Mays and uh, Aaron Alexis, yeah, you know, yeah. unfortunate circumstances. Uh, unfortunate. TIs, you know, to me, these people were at the end of their limit. They were at the end of their limit. They were willing to give their life to stop the torture. And it didn't matter, you know, it just well, didn't matter anymore. Well, the organized has been around. The organized stocking has been around, I mean, forever. The CoinTelPro and uh, land takeovers, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, that it does ion. exist. It does exist. Yeah. But I'm um, going to interrupt you. Once, uh, once you uh, 
uh, uh, the TI gets uh, uh, gaslighted, they think more people are after them than are really going after them. I mean, sure. it, it starts out that way, but, you know, and then then the paranoia starts and et cetera. Uh, yeah. uh, I have a question. Um, what are effect the lights have? Um, I see the rays of the light beams, um, especially if you go to a parking lot and you squint your eyes, you'll see a bunch of rays of the light coming at you. That's one. And the other thing is when you look at the sun, when you're not, you know, you're not staring at it, but just happen to look at it. There seems to be a ray of light coming off the sun. Are they putting something in front of the sun? That's a two-part question. Yeah. Um. So uh, I don't know. Someone else might be able to. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's do, let's continue with the questions. Um. Sumaya, did you have a question? Wait. What happened to my question? Well, we don't, you didn't have an answer, obviously, for it. Sorry, Corey. So, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I know you've been asking about, but he didn't have an answer. But, right. and so, um, uh, okay, Sumaya, uh, maybe we can keep asking, Corey. You know, um, um, Sumaya, you have a question. Six five seven. Um, okay, how about Todd Giffen? Hi, Todd. Hi, it's Todd Giffen here, and I just wanted to give a suggestion to the TIs who haven't tried, uh, like, physical therapy for some of their symptoms that are it's an alternative to drugs <clears throat> to help with your nerves and your emotions. If you are getting overwhelmed from the torture, you can get a membership to the YMCA pretty cheap for about 20 bucks a month and go into the steam room. That's a very intense way to, to relax and do some hot, cold therapy, jumping back and forth between hot and cold water and the steam room and maybe using the hot tub. And I used to do that, and I would feel really great afterwards. I'd do some massage. I would use something called whole body vibration. And I've told this to a couple of other TIs, and they say, whoa, that sounds like some really killer uh, coping skills. And this will help repair things, too, if you have injuries from the radiation, or even other things like uh, mental health drugs that you've been given. And I'm pretty well aware that drugs are pretty bad. You can get dementia even from taking Valium. You'll get memory loss from taking Valium. You'll get brain shrinkage from taking, you know, the antipsychotics the doctors will try to give you. Right, right. Okay, well, thank you. No, that, that, that was actually a good comment. I, I, I appreciate the last comment. Go get a massage and you know. <laughs> yeah, no, really. brain shrinkage and you know, a torture actually causes the brain to shrink. Pain. So he made a good comment there. Yeah, and um, yeah, with the the the, hot, the steam room, that's really interesting because you're trying to get like your body to do things you can't do naturally. If you want to force yourself to kind of relax a little bit and. Uh, do things with your nerves that you're not going to be able to on your own. That's how you can kind of do that. Um, and I do have my, a question. Like uh, in one of your previous interviews, you had mentioned that, you know, the weapon system that's being used to target people was the worst and le uh, lethal weapon system was under the budget of the Navy and controlled by the Marines. So I was just wondering if that's who we're supposed to target, like if we're interested in getting this kind of like shut down or, going for lawsuits or we're going to like 
our representatives and we're saying, hey, representative, it's the Navy budget that's funding this and the Marines are controlling mm-hmm. the system. No, you, your questions are quite uh, poignant. Um, unfortunately, uh, the United States cannot be sued for more than $100,000. And if you look at all the TIs throughout the world, it would bankrupt the com- the country. So they're never going to admit that they did this to all of these people. I hate to bring this hey, up, but Shelley? William Binney just just did the uh, government for the BIA, the NSA. No, I'm sorry, not the CIA, FBI, the NSA, and another group for over $100 million. He and four other whistleblowers. He just filed a lawsuit, federal lawsuit, um, on August the 30th, I think it was. So, uh, you I know, guess. you can try, I guess. Hey, Shelly? Yeah, I can. Well, have, have hey, you guys... There's a homeless guy in uh, Florida. He's a TI, and he, he said he's star eight. He said he'd been trying to get on. He said his battery's about to go dead. He's only about four months, and he's been okay. there for an hour. If you can find him, I'd appreciate it. Okay, thank you, Ken. Southeast Florida, Monroe County, is that you? Hi, this is Tanya from, from Florida. Hi, Tanya. Hang on a second. I'm I, Okay, go ahead and ask a question because I'm going to, I got to start. Uh, Kenny wants me to open up this other guy. But go ahead, Tanya. Hi. How are you doing tonight? Hi. I'm great. Is this Terry? No, this is Shelly. Oh, hi, Shelly. Yes, hi. I just wanted to, hi, how everyone? I just wanted to make a point. Um, I just feel like everyone is uh, suing the government, but there are, you know, there are so many routes that we can take. We're dealing with toxic torts as well. Um, you know, the issue of nanotechnology, you know, really has been, you know, I would say brought on by the victims. I would say most of what we're dealing with is censoring. We're we're being censored, and, and, and they're using so many terms like biomarkers and nanotech, you know, nano sensors or payloads, and understand that we have a Clean Air Act bill. We can use toxic torts. We can use the biowarfare units. You can call your city um, Department of Health and work with your epidemiologist. If you are, and this is what I'm going to say to you, if you are um, searching for um, the actual toxins, pathogens, and you're contacting the FAA for hazardous material, a lot of the the disbursements will stop. You know, we're dealing with a plethora. I I just counted at least 10 targeting, you know, 10 ways that they're targeting us. But if you are, again, you know, because in order for them to even attack you with precision style, you would have to have some sensors in your body. And whether that's um, coming from a drone payload, you know, you can fight it from that route. And trust me, I'm telling you this because – as soon as I contacted the biowarfare unit, the Department of uh, Radiation Control, and many departments that w- that can get involved with surveying your property, a lot of the disbursements stop. I mean, I would wake up every day with silver particles on my body, but I just wanted to mention that a lot of these, um, again, we can use toxic torts um, and, and see if we can actually fight this from a standpoint of environmental uh, crimes. And, again, most of these sensors can be tracked. If you're using this uh, website, NanoWork, N-A-N-O-W-E-R-K, 
Data.com. This a database is an international database, and it states that 564 universities are participating in this technology. So, again, the nanosensors would, they're used, of course, for medical research, but it's under the guise. It's Questions under the guise. We know that they're, I'm sorry, I just wanted to make that point. We can use toxic torts, environmental crime issues to track the sensors that are in our bodies. You don't necessarily have to just track the frequencies. It will help to stop uh, many of the attacks. Well, I know that I'm being tracked by satellite. Okay, um, Dr. Duncan's still on the phone. Can we kind of keep the direct questions towards Dr. Duncan, please? My question to you would be, um, have, have you been able to tie in the, nanotech, the use of nanotechnology with our attacks? Because I think that somehow we can track back the sensors that are, I believe there are medical satellites that are, that are used and weaponized. And it's they're being used under the guise of medical research, but they're weaponized satellites. Dr. Duncan? Yeah, Echelon has been our weaponized satellite for uh, many, 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 many years. Well, are uh, you still there, Dr. Duncan? <laughs> Hello? Did we lose him? Let me see here. Did I do that? I, did I accidentally? Uh, <laughs> let me see. I don't think so. I think he got off. Darn it. Um, make sure here. There we go. Nice. Huh? No, nope, that's unmuted. So. Maybe he got cut off. Maybe. Oh, well, darn it. We've got a lot of questions. Um, Dr. Duncan, you want to start eight? And I, there is a, quite a bit of noise. I'm going to go ahead and mute uh, again, and you'll have to start eight if you want to talk because I'm getting some kind of feedback. And um, so just a second. Hey, Shelly, before you do that, this is Beth. I just have a quick question if he comes back on. I want to know, forced speech on the kids is getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, these kids are going around all day long, and uh, we need to find some type of solution to block these kids. Block the kids? What? Yeah, from from forced speech. Oh, where, where, where are you calling from? Who is this? Florida. Okay, Florida. Well, Shelly, I didn't see uh, Robert. I know. I think he dove off. Um, so darn it. Anyways, well, let's see. Um, as always, he almost stayed on for two hours or no, an hour and a half. So that's. Uh, I'm hoping he comes back. Well, anyways, um, so uh, hang on just a second. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, well, somewhere we had the chatter going on. We got rid of it. Um, so. Where's Ohio? Is he Idaho? Is he Idaho? Yeah. North and Central Orange, Arizona. Now we got back in 
but anyway, so I guess we can just, uh, well, we were going to open up um, for, um, to talk about uh, some of the accusations going floating around, so uh, about, uh, uh, well, what happened with Neil, and I know, Terrell, unbelievable, and I like to stay neutral, but uh, uh, I, I found uh, um, <laughs> um, Neil's behavior to be deviant. Um, uh, he pirated the, uh, you guys wouldn't even have a call. You guys wouldn't even have 66339 um, if it wasn't for I, I wouldn't had, make this a stage for dirty laundry. Uh, I mean, well, I'm not going to, but it does need to be brought around to the attention, Dwight, because we really, we no, wouldn't have it doesn't. Call. We're yeah, all well, TIs and we're all, uh, we all have a conflict we're getting, And I stay neutral, Dwight. <laughs> I have a conflict of interest. Neutral. I'm a TI. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, I, I know. Actually, actually, Shelly, can you can you see if you can find Duncan? Um, I I need an answer to this question. With what's going on there? We have adults that are going right through the kids' heads. I have been looking kids. for Duncan, and uh, yeah, okay. yeah, are you there? Uh, yeah, and I'll I tell you, I'm Idaho scared too. from what I'm saying. I'm really Shelly, scared. I see Shelly, go ahead and say what she's going to say. Shelly, yeah. Um, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, okay, I'm just going to, uh, let's see here. Before I get to, uh, I'm always fine. But I, everybody has a TI, yes, Dwight. Uh, however, there have been ta- personal attacks and, and some real deviant behavior. I mean, stealing and not, not uh, relinquishing the password, and we had to call talk to you, and, and he puts it in his name. He put it in his personal name. That's been an FFDHS call for eight years, um, and this be, this type of behavior. But we already struggle amongst the world, dealing with egos and with each other and the targeting. We have to put up with deviant and people promoting their websites and PayPal accounts and uh, you know uh, R and D for years for for uh, FFDHS when the un, when the underlying purpose for them is to take over. Now, I was told twice FFDHS is done. FSDHS is done. You know, he had the uh, password to the 800 line and the password to the this conference call, and he was not going to relinquish. And so Pete and Ken, Pete mainly, said that, you know, uh, that wouldn't be a good idea. So I just want to let people know, I'm not trying to get into a bashing contest, uh, but I do want to uh, let some behaviors be seen. In the truth, yeah, yeah, but sometimes, sometimes discussing this stuff is a harassment to others that aren't involved because this is an internal conflict, and and he, whatever he the conflict, we weren't I mean, there, you know. Hey, hey, why? Yeah, but why? a TI should have the right to do anything they want to do as a TI in order to survive, and you know, if he was doing an extra site, we should all have a site up. We should all be. Giving our information away, we should all connect together and, and stop chopping each hey, do, other up. Do why, let I know me ask you something. Else. No, do yeah. why, Let me ask you a question. Okay. Should, should, you, should you steal somebody's password and not give it to them and tell them that they're, that they're finished? Would you Would you do no. that? No. Okay. That's no. That's all I got no. to say. Yeah. You You guys. You know what I'm saying is sometimes maybe everybody needs to step back and say, let's step back and take a moment to think about this and, and get back together in an hour and see if we can talk rationally. You know, 
Because once it once the conflict starts and personalities pop out, oh boy, between TIs it can go far and near, and a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, hey, it's right, just I know exactly what you're saying, but had we not, yeah, yeah. Okay. Had, Pete, had Pete and me not called him up, he said he was going to give it to us, and he still didn't do it, and we had to call him back the second time, we wouldn't even be on this call tonight if it was up to Neil. Oh, okay, but th- th- that's an internal thing. Let's just keep no, it's it out of the community. It, it, it controls, it's, it's all of us, all the time. Well, you, you, you can explain it one time and say, we're sorry it happened, but. We need to move forward is the main point. We need to get back on subject, on the topic, and stay concentrated, traded, and focused on trying to get everybody together. Agreed. Now, do you see why you needed to moderate a call, Dwight? <laughs> I, I do, but I've been given such luxuries Hi. lately, and I'm, I'm sorry I sound greedy, but... No, no, no. Um, I, no, I just push at you all the time. I want to give you a big hug for that. <laughs> Good man. Okay. I don't blame you at all. Okay. <laughs> That's what but we any, all. But anyway, Ken, I'm I'm not taking sides. I'm not. Uh, I I know things happen between close people, but uh, you know, talk, explain what happened in a nice, calm way, and then drop it and move on. It's, yeah. It's, but- Right, and I don't usually, you're right, Dwight, and I just wanted to say that, and uh, I, I'm usually one for keeping the peace and moving forward, absolutely. I, I, may I say that there were people in the call earlier on in the chat room that were asking um, um, that were asking about what had happened to Neil? I just want to bring that up. So people okay. were curious, okay? So okay. I just, I just wanted to mention that. So can yeah, somebody well, recap it point, again totally. from the beginning? Because a lot of us didn't hear the whole story. Just recap okay. it and move on. Well, the, the board has, has has fragmented a bit. A new board's coming in. Everything's moving along fine. We really need to move forward. Can I do that, Shelley? Yeah, I just want to know that there, there. I mean, there's the deviancy behind this. I know it's perpetrated. I just, you know, it's not fair that everybody keeps getting attacked and 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 we keep getting thrown into the bus. And we, you can't believe what we fought for just so you guys can have a call. What you know, what motions, you know, you know that we, it just, uh, you know, we just want to clear this slate, make it a fair playing field because we're getting, and we don't want to drop down to their level. You know, but we want to make this progressive. But, you know, there comes a time where you've got to say, hey, that, that what they were doing wasn't right. It was uh, deviant. It was dishonest. And, um, you know, and we want to move forward with this and just let people know, hey, there's two sides of the story. Um, you know, I mean, terrible things have gone. Uh, unbelievable. So, but, you, yes, we do need to uh, positivism and uh, move forward. And uh, if anybody would like to say anything now, um, I, I, this is the time to do it. What did Neil do? Because some of us don't know, and I do believe that all TIs have a right to know and that the transparency needs to be out there, and then we can move on. So somebody summarize and let the rest of us know what happened with Neil. I'll do that. He kept advertising his website while he was on the FLCH conference call. Then then a few uh, target individuals sent emails around to the board saying he put up that he was going into business against him. He was charging $30. He would give you a free consultation. He'd give you this and a newsletter. So he was, he was running our talk show while he was pushing his agenda further for, uh, forward. So we voted him off the board. 
Then he refused to give us our number back for FFCHS, which we own that number. He'd put it in his name with his email address, and TalkShoe would not give it back to us. So me and Pete Santelli called him up. He said he'd give it back. He didn't do it. I called it. I called Pete the next day and said he still hadn't relinquished it. And then he wanted to come up with excuses. Well, I'm going to run the show. I'm going to moderate the call this weekend. We said, we don't want you to moderate the call. So finally, he called Shelly, and they they went to talk to you, and we got our number back. If it hadn't been for putting pressure on him, he, went, he didn't plan on giving us our number back. So that 66339 has been our number, and whoever gets that is going to get the biggest bulk of the listeners. We don't want to be put at we don't want FLCHS to go out of business because somebody stole our number. And that's all said. That's all needs to be said. Hello. Thank you. So, um, yeah, yeah. And I'd like to say I'm sorry that all this has happened, and I, I don't, you know, know all the particulars. I don't. I'm not on anybody's side. Yeah, when you have internal conflicts, you have to settle them out. So, you know, and sometimes it don't work out. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, Ken. I agree with you. We got a lot of target individuals think he got done wrong. Well, I don't. Okay. Personally, I don't think he did. Maybe you do. Maybe somebody else does. Everybody's got their, and I'll give everybody their right to have their their First Amendment. But I'm just telling you, what we've seen happen. That's the reason we voted him off, and that's the reason he's gone. I hope he does very well on his show. Go his way. But don't don't take something that don't belong to you to have your show. That's all I'm saying. Uh, can yeah, I just okay, ask but, a question? But, but, Why was he voted off in the first place? I just I just went over and told you all while he was voted off. There was a conflict of interest. With, he was, uh, they right. thought that he was using FFCHS to promote his products and sell his products but uh you know in, in any business world that would be a conflict of interest and would be correct but like i said earlier we're all ti's and i have a conflict of interest with that so go ahead shelly and, and sorry back up but, okay all right um so um Anybody else want to say anything? Um, yeah, well, I do. I do. I want to say something. I think the biggest way to avoid conflicts on these lines is to not play the favoritism of we like this TI, but we don't like that TI, and let the people, the TIs, have a chance to talk. And uh, if they're not muted or gang stuck off the call, then the conflicts will simmer down because they'll have said what they wanted to say and they're not going to speak all day long and then we can go to the next guy. That's it. Right, 15 minutes. We're looking at a 15-minute time time limit, Um, but it's hard to keep everybody on topic. I think something could maybe start around if we could extend more directive, but we get, you know, we get sidetracked and have our own things that we want to share and it's it's fine. Um, Well, you you as a moderator do a really good job of, of saying it nicely of what the topic is right now and that they'll cooperate and then later on we can go to them on a different topic. Corey, Corey, I think I can answer your question that uh, Robert took a shot at, but uh, 
your question about seeing these light rays and all this, a lot of people post on the Internet pictures they've taken uh, and not realizing that most of them are lens flares. Uh, and uh, uh, scrolling shutter is one thing. You may have seen these Facebook pictures, people posting of these beams of light coming out of the sky. Uh, this okay, is hang on a minute. Uh, if someone starts, to, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to tolerate the noise tonight. So uh, I, if I have to block all participation, I'll do those. Please hit star six. Uh, Mine isn't two. making noise, so. Yes. So, um, you know, I want to make this, uh, you know, if everybody can participate, if you're going to make noise, uh, we've got to play the kindergarten game. So please, uh, mute yourself. Starts, if you think you're walking in the wind or you're outside, thank you. Yes, uh, uh, if we're continuing, but uh, there's a thing called scrolling shutter, and most of your phones use scrolling shutter. As it scrolls by sideways on the screen, it captures some of the light from the lightning flashes. Most of these pictures were taken in the storm, but uh, when it does that, the scroll makes a lighter beam as it scrolls, and some of these are coming down at a slight angle because the scrolling shutter is a higher resolution. Some of them are just straight down, and those are usually lower resolution, but it's it's called scrolling shutter. You can look that up, research that on the uh, uh, Internet. But, but anyway, they can also resonate your eyes, and they about ruined mine. And every it, I know a lot of UTIs can attest to the same fact that you, you, your vision's going, and this is... When you absorb a lot of radiation, you know, you dry up, uh, things can happen. Your uh, eyes can even shrink, uh, you know, and you, you can, resonance will warp your eyes, will put pressure on your eyes. And then you might see light flashes because of the uh, convex or, or the, the pressure put on your uh, lenses or your pupils. But most of these frequencies and attacks they all fall within resonance frequencies. And, and uh, if you understand resonance, um, if you're inducted into a, uh, a gamma state, uh, somewhere, uh, I think that's in 40 megahertz state, and it's supposed to be a high aggravated state. If, if you're in your home and they induce this on your electrical system, they can irritate you. They can make your blood pressure go up. They can... Uh, Make you start cussing in the air to nobody, even though there's no one in the room. <laughs> they can do all kinds of things to bring anger up, because when they bring this anger and 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 madness up, it brings your uh, blood pressure up. It, it it's decaying your life. So you have to learn to control this. Um, right. Yeah, and if you're getting hammered in, in your if you're getting hammered in your home. Go outside for a little bit. You know, the meditating that Robert was talking about, uh, a walk or Todd, take a walk in nature. Go out and do something. Uh, I, I know you all are tied to your homes and, and there's fear and all that, but get out to nature. Go somewhere where there's nobody. Walk through the woods. Uh, and then tomorrow, will somebody email me and remind me of all this? Uh, <laughs> we're TIs. We're in our own electronic prisons. What can I say? Yeah. Anyway, we can move on. Yeah, but did, I did, you get, did you get that, Corey? 
Yeah. Dwight's attorney help because he's been asking that quite a bit. So thank you. But um, I want to go ahead. Uh, Northern Virginia, did you have a question? Northern Virginia? Actually, what I wanted to do, my name is Wanda, and I wanted to be able to give a little more clarity to what the conflict of interest was in regards to Neil, because I think people may not be clear on what actually was the situation. When a person has a spouse or significant other in which they live in the same home and they create a website that is exactly providing the same services of the organization of which you are a board member, that presents a conflict of interest. And to give an example, if I were a member or any other member of the board, where let's say they were a member of a 5013C church, and they were on the board of that church, and then their spouse in the same community was a, or a board member of another church, and the two of them are discussing and sharing information about each other's organization, and then that presents a conflict of interest because they have one person in the home has an organization, has members, they pay dues, they provide the same services as the other person who's in the same home. And so that puts the both of them in the position of, I know about this other organization and we can do this, Oh, I know well, now you're putting it in a business perspective, though. This isn't a business perspective. I know it's a conflict of interest within the board members, but Dwight, let her this speak. is working to you speak. When you are asking for membership dues, both organizations are paying membership dues, and you are asking for donations from the same TI community, which really is your customer base per se, and then you are establishing services to the, the same community, and one person's on a board and the other person, there is definitely a conflict of interest. And that presents, and then if you go on one um, call, you're on FFCH's call, and you're directing people to the other organization, and I'm calling it an organization because you're asking for member dues, you're asking for contributions, it's mimicking, even though maybe not at this point, I don't know, but it's not a 5013C. But it's mimicking the organization of which your significant other is on the board. So that's where the conflict of interest lies. Yes, we're in the same community, but it is a business whether you consider it one or not. And then to be on FFCHS's call, calls and directing people to the other website, getting emails, telling people to go there presents a conflict of interest. But what's even greater, you're calling it a website when it's more than a website. That's where I see the conflict of interest. That's all I need to say. Okay, Dwight, um, what I was trying to say is... Sorry, Cody, the, we're not done discussing this. We'll, we'll get to you in a minute. I want to I wanna wrap this subject up. So if anybody else wants to um, 
I, I don't mean to interrupt. So we we have uh, you know other calls. We are going to wrap this up so we don't keep bringing this up. We want to make it fair. A lot of stuff has been said about uh, FFDHS, and I want to make sure it, it's very clear about some of the ma- manipulations and the uh, the deviancy and the bad behavior. So I'm, I'm going to try to get to everybody. If you don't have okay. a direct statement or question regarding uh, this, because we still have Lisa Becker and uh, 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 Peter uh, Rosenholm okay. coming on. So I'm going to unmute really quickly, and if you don't have a direct comment, and if it's a, you know, this is for the, you know, so, uh, Jawalashti, go ahead. Shelly, can you tell them directly what uh, was done on your call the other night then, because that's part of behavior? Sure. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, yes, uh, Neil attacked you and called you, um, uh, cursed at you, called you um, names, uh, bad names. He also um, leashed out at Dee Dee. Um, his, his behavior escalated, was very unprofessional. Uh, he had to be muted. He threatened to resign from the board. Uh, very childish. Um, and, but we didn't know that he was going to, uh, you know, dangle the passwords over us. Uh, he made you know, a terrorist. Was, he made a terrorist threat, and he said he was going to come over, fly there over here right now, and he uh, and kick my ass. And he mm-hmm. said that I was an agent, which he has absolutely no proof of. And I asked him. If you would like to bet on it, let's go to the bank and bet on it. And he wasn't willing to do that, which is the obvious. When anybody doesn't know what they're talking about, they won't be able to. They wouldn't be willing to bet on it. No, it's absolutely yeah. very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Um, and uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, he, he also tried. The minute we uh, we tried to get Takshi to mediate because he wasn't real willing to really. And this is not all about Neil. This this is bad behavior. You know, because you know, there are a lot of bad behaviors, yes, but you know, some of the things that have been said, even on Derek's call, they keep attacking, um, you know, people. Uh, you know, he didn't, you know, and it's just not fair. You know, we know we're trying to provide a, you know, something with transparency. We want to move the group forward, you know, all these things. But so I'm going to, uh, let's see, Central Michigan, let's see. Do you have something to say about that before we can move forward? Central Michigan. Hello. This is Mary in Central Michigan. Hi, Mary. Hi. I want to make a statement, please. Starting November 1st, um, my perps started to hit me just as hard as they could. On November 20th, uh, my kids took me to an emergency room. Uh, My hemoglobin was down to 7. That's the oxygen in my blood. They induced in me uh, two blood clots. One in each lung, plus a pneumonia. Um, I was in there for 14 days. Uh, in two and a half years, I have lost 58 pounds being microwaved. Um, it is my consensus that General Motors has hired perps to do away with me because I will not settle my workers' comp case. Uh, I wanted to tell you uh, this will not be uh, this is a, will be a homicide because I am in rehab right now and they're starting the same thing again. I just wanted to make that known to people. Okay, so this is Mary, and and where are you at again, Mary? In Central Michigan. Central Michigan. It is it is duly noted. Thank you, and I'm sorry you're having difficulties. Hey, Shelly, if we had other guests lined up, maybe you should bring them on so they don't have to wait too long. All right. Well, is Peter Rosenholm still in and uh, Lisa Becker? 
But I wanted to, I think uh, one more person wants to make a comment, if I can find them. Um, yeah. Edie's on, um, uh, I can't find her. She's in California somewhere. I don't, I know can, but this, uh, Lord, I've, I need, uh, hi, is this Edie? Lisa Becker, she's in um, Wisconsin, I believe. There she is. Well, let's uh, Didi. North California. Yeah, the big group here tonight. Thank you so much for your support, everybody. Didi? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, um, I guess California is going to have to start eight if, uh, so I can find you. Northwest California? Is that you? Hello? Hello, Shelley. It's Roseanne. Are you looking oh, for hi, me? <laughs> How hi, Roseanne. How are you? Good. I'm good. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about uh, all of the uh, troubles lately. And I want everybody to really consider this. Um, if you look at the world right now, you'll notice that everybody's fighting. There's a purpose behind that. It's so that the people trying to take over the world will not be attacked. So everybody else is fighting. And that is, um, I believe, engineered. Okay? Major distraction, all kinds of attacks going on. Um, We know for a fact, Robert Duncan was saying earlier, that emotional states can be induced by this technology. We also know that there's uh, subliminal suggestions being um, beamed into our head while we sleep. There's mind control. There's all kinds of things going on. And I wonder if this is an attempt to get all of the TIs fighting instead of focused on the cause. Sure, absolutely. It is a perpetration. I mean, they, they're very successful at doing it. Uh, you know? Yeah. Start- I'm not saying that we're not going to disagree and we're not going to find reasons to get angry at each other. I'm just all suspicious. But in my life, there's been all kinds of unnecessary suspicion, anger, close friends turning away from me for no reason. Okay, there's a lot of static going on again. Like, so hang on a minute. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. Okay, um, now let's see here. Um, I'm trying to find, uh, sorry about that, uh, California. We were trying to stick on the subject. Um, I am trying to get some people moved so we can move on, um, but I I, um, I can't seem to find uh, a lot of people. And I'm just brand new at all this stuff. Yes, I know, Nancy. Thank you. I'm sorry I brought your name up, but... Um, okay, I've got, I'm trying to look for Dee, you guys. Uh, Northwest California, if I click on you, please just say if it's Dee or not. Northwest California, is that you? 
Okay. Central, Central, Central Coast of California. And this is impossible, so I don't know. Okay, we're just going to move on. I don't know how to redo this. Dee uh, Dee, uh, I've got, um, I'll try just a few more times. Um, uh, let's see, that's, no. We have a couple more people that have been star eight and very patient. Thank you so much. Um, hello? Uh, South Carolina, South California. Hello? Hello? Looking for Dee All right, everybody. Hello? Uh, Virginia, anybody else from the board that wants to say uh, their piece? I'm meeting uh, California, my California mission here. California dreaming, I guess. Okay. Um, hello? Hello, this is Roseanne. You unmuted me again. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, hello? I'm not gonna. I can't. I don't. I'm too many. So okay, I'm gonna mute all. And I think uh, we've got. Um, here we go. Hi, is this Lisa? Yes, it is. Oh, hi, Lisa. We found you. Thank you so much for being patient. Fine. Do you want to see if Peter's still on the line? Yes. Where is he? I thought he was Tree Law. Is that him? Tree Law. That's right. Or it's a 401 um, area code. Uh, Eric, I want to just says what state uh, what might he be in. What's that? He's in Rhode Island. Oh, does it show up that he wrote on? Because I know he was on earlier. Yes, yes, he was. No, I know. Join more. Tree Law in Rhode Island. Um, so I'm looking. I'm trying to find. I found you. No, yeah. <laughs> So um, you went to Mexico, and specifically, yes, where did you visit to? Well, where where we went, we went down to the Chiapas area of Mexico, and the city we stayed in was San Cristobal de las Casas, and it's way down, almost to Guatemala. It's quite a quite a way south. And uh, what we found, by and large, my targeting. First of all, there was no gang stalking. I had absolutely no gang stalking. I think Peter will confirm that, that his, he had no gang stalking. And what we did is we just enjoyed ourselves. We did some exploring. I never saw a single chemtrail the entire time I was there. Even though there were planes flying overhead, they weren't giving off the supposed vapor that uh, they claim our planes give off, which I thought was rather interesting. No chemtrails. And unfortunately, though, I still had the targeting at night. Uh, mine consisted of, at the time, uh, an intense burning in different body parts. So one night it was the knee, then it might have been the hip, or it might have been the chest. So I still got that same uh, targeting. I'm not a technical person. I'm not going to say it was from satellite or from someone in a close proximity. All I know is I still got uh, the directed energy attacks. But I had no... Um, no gang stalking whatsoever. If people are going to go there, though, I would highly urge them to learn some Spanish. You really, really uh, have to have some Spanish to be able to get by. But uh, the climate was great. Cost of living, amazing. Um, I think I How spent... Much it? How much was it, say, average? Well, for instance, 
I know Peter Rosenholm had some dental work there. I had a scan on my abdomen, and uh, it was $35 for a scan with a full report and films. So I think that's pretty good. So if somebody needs dental work or if they need medical work, uh, not a bad place to go. And as far as the safety, I know the media, the American media, which we all know what liars they are, um, they have made Mexico sound like a terribly dangerous place. And I'm assuming there are parts of Mexico that are dangerous. However, I never felt unsafe the entire time I was there. Now, of course, I'm with two big guys who, you know, maybe that makes a difference. We were also, we tended to be indoors after dark, um, but maybe that's my age, you know, I'm tired and uh, go to bed early, but um, we never felt unsafe there. We felt very comfortable, very safe. Very few American tourists, but quite a few European ones. And the indigenous people, as well as the Mexicans, were absolutely wonderful. You know, they're, they're looking at you as a tourist, hoping to sell you stuff, make some money, um, but absolutely uh, uh, wonderful and welcoming. So I had a great experience. Yeah, so, I but, mean, you, um, it was close to the Panama? I mean, where is it close to? It was close to, um, it was more Central the, America, wasn't it? The airport that you fly into is called Tuxla, and uh, it's like T-U-X something, T-U-X-T-L-A, something like that. Uh, the airport, uh, if somebody wants to go there, the airport. Oh, one thing I'd warn, too, if you're a low-altitude person, uh, I got a very bad case of altitude sickness, and I actually collapsed in the street. Um, Sean was my hero, got me into a cab and got me home again. But altitude sickness will really kick your butt if you're not used to high altitude. Uh, this particular village we were in, this was 7,000 feet. And then we decided to go out hiking in the mountains a couple of days after I arrived, and that's when it just hit me. But um, otherwise, it was a wonderful trip. And I think, you know, I know Peter Rosenholm, he thinks it could be a possible place for uh, TIs to get away when uh, the targeting gets to be too severe. It would be a break. Um, if there's any questions, I'd be happy to take them. But I also mm -hmm. wanted to tell you about an idea I had. Uh, perhaps FFCHS would be interested in it. And uh, what do you think, Shelley? Should I just roll right into my idea? Or do you want to oh. see if anybody has a question? Well, um, okay. Well, um, yeah. Let me, uh, let me um, I think we can, if we can stay on topic. So we'll, we'll go ahead and um, mute sure. some people. And, and and try to uh, have some questions now directed because how much is the rent down there now, you know? Well, for the nine nights that I spent, it was about $50. $50 uh, now. I think oh, so. Much for, nine much for nine nights? For nine nights, it was a total of $50. A total. That's not each night. That's for all nine nights. Wow. But now we stayed in a rooming house. I shared a bathroom with Peter and Sean. And uh, so and we had a little kitchenette, so we were even able to prepare uh, some of our meals. And uh, so it was very cost effective. Out of Chicago, the flight, the round trip flight was 474. That was the most expensive part of the whole trip. Lodging was inexpensive, food was very reasonable, ground transportation, very reasonable. I mean, 
I could take my a load of laundry and it would be done, folded, dried for two dollars. It was that's what I mean when I say the cost of living was amazing. And so I think there's a good reason why the American media tried to scare people because they know if we <laughs> found out how reasonably it costs to live there, it would blow our minds and we'd be going all over the place. But I think there must be an agenda why they don't, they don't want us going outside the resort areas. My, my personal money. Opinion. They don't want us spending our money in other countries is probably what the deal is. Could be, could uh, be. And then you guys, I mean, the fruit grows what, raw naturally around there? Oh, bananas, oranges, mm. I mean, there's avocados. I mean, my goodness, there's fruit growing along the road. But see, San Cristobal, now this is what Peter told me, and it makes sense. It's an old, defunct volcano bed. And so that's why you, to get into San Cristobal, you go up, up, up this mountain, and then back down into the valley that is this. And the 360-degree view is amazing. You have mountains completely surrounding the city, which is actually the top of the volcano. And so to get anywhere, you have to go back up and out of this, uh, this volcano. So, and it's breath, breathtakingly beautiful. Um, we went through a canyon tour where we saw some crocodiles. Uh, we went to the tropical area, which was about five hours drive on a bus or a cab. And that was amazing. We were in the rainforest. We saw 1,500-year-old Mayan ruins. And when we were in Palenque, I had absolutely no targeting at all. None whatsoever. Uh, no electronic harassment, nothing. So uh, that was a nice reprieve. Um, but yeah, uh, anybody have any questions, or should I tell you? No, no let's see here if we, if, we, if we can get questions. Um, should well, I just go ahead? Yeah. What's that? Well, no, I don't have a question for this lady. Sure. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, on average, how long were people being targeted, and what? Uh, how long have I been targeted? Sorry about that. Go ahead, Washington State. Go go for the question again. Sorry. <laughs> well, just in general, how long are people being targeted for? What's the end state? Is it to lock people in mental institutions, prisons, suicide? Just uh, on average, how long are people targeted, and, and what's the end state? Well, to be well, honest with you, okay. sir, I would have to say I know tar- I know people who have been targeted for thirty plus years, and I know people who have been targeted since the nineteen seventies, and some of these uh, more senior elderly people, they're still alive, but they're also still complaining about the targeting. So the end state is different for different people. Uh, Some people I've heard there are a few who've gotten out of this. There are some who've committed suicide. Some have died. Um, The outcome varies. It it would probably make sense for FSCHS to track this, wouldn't you think? In terms of logging, how many TIs there are, and what, what's their outcome? Uh, that would be nice. For many of us, our outcome is still in flux, if you will, and um, which kind of brings me to something I really wanted to bring up tonight. It has nothing to do with Mexico,
but it's an idea, and I'm not, I'm kind of promoting it, but if people don't like it, I understand. What I was thinking is if uh, FFCHS would select one individual, one TI that has excellent evidence, and we all as a group, and maybe we even get some of the other groups, to help out with that one case. And what I thought we would do is sort of soften the area by a mass PR campaign in that person's county and really, really educate the public intensely for several months while our legal team works on putting together that case. And, um, you know, we could have different committees. We'd have the PR committee. We'd have the legal committee. Might have a press committee, uh, researchers, um, all kinds of things. There'd be plenty of work to do. But I thought instead of us kind of shooting into the dark, maybe we could take one case, dig into it, and then litigate it. Um, what do people think about that idea? I think that's a great idea. Strength in numbers. And we just really make that county. So before it even goes to court, we make the words electronic harassment or electronic torture a household word. And uh, that way, if it does go to trial, if we do have a jury, uh, we already people already somewhat will know what we're talking about. And the person I thought who had an extremely strong case is Leslie in Michigan. And I think her last name's Crawford. And I remember meeting Leslie at the Bioethics Commission, and I think it was New York. Anyway, either New York or Washington. Anyway, she had some outstanding evidence. She actually, you could actually see the hardware that had been implanted in her head. And so I haven't spoken to Leslie. I don't know if she's game for this, but she's someone that I would think would do a great job. And on the flip side of this, I think we have some amazing TIs in our midst. And one of them is David Brinsko in New York. He's been writing letters for a long time. I think he would do excellent in a county political position. And I thought, what if we could get someone like him to run for public office and the whole community put their effort into promoting him, you know, the phone calls, the whole gamut. If we could get somebody like that elected to a public office and then maybe we do it again in another place. Uh, so, that was back in 2011 from those videos. Whatever happened to that? To the the President's Commission on Bioethics? That, yes, those there, were, videos, there were like 300 people that were in line for that, and only a handful got to testify. It didn't seem like anything – there wasn't any end result from that. Well, the end result was that the commission found that there was no harm being done. They found that there was no wrongdoing going on. and. Uh, I think if you dig back into the records, what did us the most good was how many people did get an opportunity to testify, and that right. footage went all over the world. It ended up in films and on websites, and we did get a lot of mileage out of that. Uh, and, I mean, I personally was very touched by the emotional outpouring that I saw from the people who came to testify, both in the Washington, D.C. commission meeting and the New York Commission meeting. It was very powerful. Anybody who was in that room was touched by it. And, um, yeah, I don't regret that we did it. It's just we've tried so many things. All I can think is to continue trying different avenues. And, you know, we've kind of shot things out in the dark, and I'm thinking maybe we can focus on one TI 
one case and see how far we can take it. And um, I guess I, I think, well, what do others think about that? Am I wrong? Lawsuits, if I may tell you something. There was a lady on last night that told about a lawsuit in the federal court in Washington, D.C. It's the Civil Rights Court. You may have heard it. She said that the four men that were whistleblowers of NSA, and I saw that program on Frontline some years ago, the six whistleblowers in specific are on that night, and they NSA destroyed them because they were whistleblowers. Four of them had filed a lawsuit against NSA, DOD, and I forgot the third defendant. And she said it's an outlandish, wonderful suit. I don't know if we could join them, and I don't think so, according to what she said. But it would be a fantastic place for us to file a class action suit after this case is won. And she was very, very excited and just totally believed they're going to win their case. And they should because NSA and DOD destroyed those people and their families yes. and their money and their marriages and everything. Yes. So you might, we might consider trying to join them as a class action suit. Otherwise, as she said, after they win their case, then we've got case law so we can go as a class action suit then and almost guaranteed to win if we have evidence like they do. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So you think perhaps a class action lawsuit would be more uh, uh, would be more benef- beneficial than uh, winning one individual case? Oh, absolutely, because it's so much more straight to win a class action suit than it is just one person, and it's expensive to have lawsuits. Mm-hmm. That court is the only place to go because it's a civil rights federal court. I see. It's in Washington, D.C., and then from every state you can join and file your lawsuit there together. Okay. Well, you sound very well-versed on this. Uh, may I suggest that maybe you head up the legal team? <laughs> well, that's fair. I've got my own problems right now, and I hope, they don't, I hope it turns out, but I don't know. i got something coming up soon because they're really after me. Mm-hmm. I oh. so Hi, anyway. my name's uh, okay. my name's Todd Giffen, and I had some stuff to say about this if I get an opportunity. Um, it's in it's interesting that you brought up the presidential commission because I just went there November seventeenth, uh, twenty fifteen. It was me and another TI by the name of Joe oh. Mata. And Is this Norman? Is this Norman? No, this is Todd Giffen. Oh, I'm sorry, Todd. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, And I personally spoke with Lisa Lee, the executive director, who is above Amy Gutman, and she runs the whole thing. And I recorded this, too. And she explained to me that the reason nothing has been done is actually not that they don't know about this, They've received lots of information about this, and it's not that they don't want to do anything. It's that Barack Obama apparently has decided that they're not going to do anything. 
the information was passed to him. He's got to make a decision if they're going to do anything, provide money, uh, set up an investigation. And that's, he's been against that, I guess, since they approached him about it. <clears throat> and in the area of lawsuits, I've been doing stuff on that. And I've got some first of a kind kind of like wins in the appeals court. Um, lots of TIs have filed lawsuits and usually they're dismissed generally because the judge will just say, oh, this is frivolous or the person is mentally ill or whatever. Although the judge never orders a psychiatric evaluation and will frequently ignore targeted individuals and their own doctors because targets will present their psych evals to the judge. The judge just, boom, I don't even care about that. I'm not going to read it or I don't care what the, the doctor said. And he'll just come to his own conclusion. And that is not proper behavior for a judge. That is considered judicial misconduct. Um, well, what I did on my own case, I had something similar happen. I filed it with seven different psychologists backing me up, including a professor from UC Irvine who believed that I had been tortured, targeted, irradiated, I had brain damage from it. Um, and he said, no psychosis or delusion. And I took that to the judge and all the other doctors. The judge still dismissed it. So I appealed that to the U.S. District 9. They did a first of a kind um, uh, overturning of the lower court uh, judgment. They vacated that and remanded it just last month. And as far as I I know that's the first of a kind. No one's ever had that done. Everyone kind of killed the. Yeah, and we're back at the trial level. I just filed a motion for appointment of a counsel, and then the chief justice kind of took that and he took the other judge off that I had before and replaced it with a new judge. That just kind of indicates that maybe the chief judge thought the other the judge at first dismissed it, made a mistake or whatnot. So I'm kind of back at square one and I'm continuously fighting to win. And I have it's another case, Ill. another case in Oregon. Um, and a lawyer is on that case named Jed Pearson. It's state mm -hmm. appointed. It's not like a TI lawyer or whatnot. And he's from the public defender services. And he said, I believe all this is real. And he said, what is going on here when they're targeting us is a Fourth Amendment violation that they're unreasonably searching us. And it would be an Eighth Amendment violation for them to actually use electronic warfare and uh, directed energy on us. So wow. that case is, you know, that case is going through the courts right now. We we don't know what's going to happen with it, but his expectation is we're going to win to at least have a hearing for the first time ever. And wow. at that, yeah, if they decide that that's true, that we get to have a hearing, um, the particular type of suit I filed is called a habeas corpus. It says that my liberty is restrained because the government's spying on me and torturing me. Therefore, the judge has to order my release from the government's program. That's the remedy. And in order to achieve that, we have to have that hearing, and we get to bring in experts, investigators, and the court okay. pays for it all, including 
psychiatrists and stuff. Um, you know, maybe are you asking for them to remove you from the government harassment? Well, the argument there is that if the government is spying on me or uh, using radiation on me, then I cannot use uh, or express my liberty. And you have the right for that. You, have, you can walk down the street and there should be nothing restricting you from doing what you want to do. Um, if there is, then you're considered to you know, be in custody or in some type of program or to have what's called a liberty restraint. And so you have a right to contest that with habeas corpus. And the history that goes back to like the old days where the king would like arrest people, you know, like back in Britain, and you just throw them in the dungeon. At some point, there was something called uh, um, the Magna Carta, and the king decided to give up some power. And one of the things he did was establish the habeas corpus, which said, if I ever put you in prison, you have a right to a habeas corpus, a fair trial and a judge and all that in order to contest why I put you in uh, the dungeon or prison okay, or whatever. Okay, well, we've already researched this, but somebody earlier one night said Hades Corpus was restricted or abolished under the Patriots Act or one of those such things. So you might research that one very carefully and be sure you got all your ducks in a row. But somewhere somebody's restricted habeas corpus and somebody was on one night and seemed to know what they were talking about when they said you couldn't really use that anymore. I don't know if that's that, really wrong. Yes, I'm familiar with that. That only applies to prisoners who are in the military who are outside of the country, like militants. And that's what the Patriot Act targeted. However, the U.S. Supreme Court eventually, in like 2006, came back and said, no, that's not correct. That is not, that's not legal. It's unconstitutional. So even uh, prisoners of the military can still file those now. Okay. There's a last section where somebody, he was on the radio one day of a local reporter, a local lawyer named... <laughs> Yates, who does the Saturday afternoon hour program, and he was speaker on that program one Saturday. He's from Texas, and he has done a lawsuit like you're doing. He was in Austin, Texas, and he won his lawsuit. So I can't remember his name, and I want to say Peter somebody. But I'll try to call George Yates' office and get it and get it back on. I can get it to Shelley, and maybe you can check with her in a few days. If you want to lost it, but it's in well, Austin, Texas, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, I love reading stuff, but my understanding is so far today, and I've done a lot of research. Yeah, I went that into was, that's case law. He won his case. Well, what what I've heard is regarding targeting, like irradiation. Nobody ever has won a case on this. Otherwise, it would be done today. There would be nothing left of it. Well, What's your name? The lady had filed it, and he had, she testified that he had won his case. Well, um, per, perhaps to truly. What, what, what's your name? Say, the, guy, the guy who's fighting this. What's your name? Oh, my name's Hi. Todd Giffen, and I run Obama'sWeapon.com, and I do have my attorney's brief there and my psychologist evaluations for you to all read. 
Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, if I could make a suggestion, perhaps since Todd has gotten uh, further than most of us, uh, why not we get behind his case since it's already in progress and assist him in any way that we might be able to? Um, Lisa? Yes. Uh, this is Kate Ryan. Hi, Kate. Hi. Um, you know, what? A, another thing we could do, we, we certainly could help um, Todd in any way with uh, backup letters or whatever. Um, can we even um, amicus briefed or whatever, if that's allowed. But we also, I just want to remind everybody that um, Carla and I are working to educate people about the common rule uh, changes that are taking place right yes. now. And I one of the most wonderful. important things that everybody could do, if every single TI actually sent a letter in, and we had a large number of people on that, because all the comments are kept. I mean, even the comments that were made back in 2011, I can find my own comment in there now. And if everyone did that, we could look at the numbers of people that actually send in comments. And if we could analyze all the comments, and we had, say, like we had 1,000 TIs, if we actually had 1,000 comments from TIs in there, they could not ignore that. Todd could use it in his case. Any person here that's a targeted individual could also use it in their case. They could make reference to it. And so it's not just the fact that we're commenting on um, human experimentation. We're also making um, the world aware through the U.S. agencies that this is happening. It's documented there. Where, do the, where should the letters be sent, Kate? Well, we're having meetings every week, and uh, we have um, the newsletter, I think it was uh, last week and the week before. I'm pretty sure that um, FFCHS printed it in the newsletter, and I think it's also printed in this week's newsletter. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, Carla is here, and I think she might know um, if she's unmuted. I'm not, I think she was in the queue to be unmuted. Okay, where is she? Where is she at? Uh, in Vermont. Vermont. Right, let me get to it. I mean, I, I'm just my first and one with you. Do I not just, call to be patient with me, everybody. So sure. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you, you Shelley. Um, but I really think that um, Todd would benefit from it. And, um, in fact, I, what I'd like to do at some point, even going back to 2011 when the comments were first made, there's a lot of targeted people in there because they recognize their names. But if we took all the comments that are in there and divvied them up and had everybody go through a certain number, we could even analyze it now how many targeted people are in the comments section. Because it even gives you the numbers that are already submitted. Some yeah, of them are is... professors in universities. But mm -hmm. there's lots of individuals, too. And I have read comments of just names I just randomly picked and opened up and found out they were targeted. That is a really great resource because um, that is like a public record, and it's on the government's website. And so right. the government could be looked at as, hey, why haven't you done anything? You have all these records on your site, and all the lawyers yes. can go there and take Along a look. Along with and the bioethics, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the other, um, 
We, you know, we really want people to take this seriously, that this is an opportunity. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we have let so many opportunities go by, and this right. one could be very key. And, and okay. we're doing everything we can on our meetings. Like this coming Thursday we have a meeting. Usually they're on Tuesdays, but this week it's going to be on Thursday. And the, um, the number is 139323. And um, I hope I have that right. <laughs> and um, it's at 7:30, and we'll go through uh, various sections of the common rule. But we also plan on having maybe not this coming meeting, but the next one, where if people want to come on and actually have access to a computer, we will talk you through exactly what you need to do, and we will even provide you with um, various comments you could make if you wanted to. That would be it. helpful. That would be yeah. very helpful. So um, we talked about doing that. And uh, I mean, we I, may even be able to do it this coming Thursday because I think it's important for people to get them in because it ends January 6th. And with the holiday coming, people are going to forget. Is that 30 Central Time or Eastern Time? Right. Okay. Well, oh, um, Eastern Time. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Um. I did want to say there is a good case law out there for those of us who are experiencing the electronic assault and surveillance in our home. It's called Kylo versus United States. And that's actually Kylo is K Y L L O. And you type that in the Google Kylo versus United States. The U S Supreme court in that case decided that it would be illegal for the government without a warrant um, from a judge to spy on anybody with any type of off-the-wall or through-the-wall radar. And the precedent mentions satellites or radar technology or infrared. So this has already been, it's already been decided. The case is from 2003. But as we all know... know We all know that the military is um, they can do anything, and I found out recently in my area um, by talking to the National Guard that I live in what's called a global combat readiness area, which means wow. when I called up, they were able to fly over my house no more than two two hundred feet up, and yeah, that well, and that's legal. So yeah. they're also, I'm sure, it's legal for them to aim a laser at me too. Just make sure you check that uh, case out because the U.S. Supreme Court said, no, they cannot do that, whether the law enforcement and the military. And this is because of the Fourth Amendment, which applies to intelligence agencies as well. And they cannot bypass this unless they get a judge and a warrant to agree on a case-by-case basis. And it has to be for law enforcement purposes only. Um, the Fourth Amendment says you have the right to be free from unlawful searches and seizures, such as being spied on or having your home scanned with any type of imaging technology that lets them see where you're at or count your heartbeats or scan your brain or to look at how many guns you have in your drawer. They can't do it. And Kylo is a case originally from Oregon where law enforcement took an infrared device and they pointed it at somebody's house 
and they found, oh my God, there's heat coming from the garage. It shouldn't be there. And they used that to get a warrant and they shouldn't have used that device in the first place. And then they go in there and they find a bunch of marijuana plants. And so it took many. That, if they, um, if they're using um, a technology that only shows stick figures, is that um, equally against the law as uh, yeah, technology it, that shows yes. my whole body? Oh it yeah, is. it explains okay, because that. I actually w- witnessed someone doing that. They drove by, and I could see the. I used binoculars, and I was able to see that they had a stick figure, and the woman was teaching another woman how to use the equipment, and I saw, I moved, and I saw it move with me. Um, I got one last thing to say before I go. Um, If anybody, I mean, I'll still be here listening for maybe 10 more minutes, but if you are interested in helping, I think that what Lisa was suggesting is right. Um, I do have two lawyers, actually, and they're both state-provided. Um, on one case, they gave me a private investigator. Her name is Jennifer, and they intend to fully investigate this, and they believe mm. this is happening. So Wonderful. if anyone, yeah, if anybody wants to hook up with me, um, I will find a way to give your information to the private investigator and or my lawyers. You can even call my, I mean, I don't recommend it, but you can call my lawyer, Jed Peterson, see what he has to say. Um, But emailing me or calling me is best, and you can get my phone number and email address on obamasweapon.com. Obamasweapon.com. Without use the computer, how can we get in touch with you? Um, My phone number is 503-967-5202. And what about the um, Department of Defense directive that states every American can be experimented on for surveillance purposes? How does that um, coincide with what the United States Supreme Court said? The U.S. Supreme Court would probably have a different thing to say about that. Um, we got to get our case in front of the U.S. Supreme Court and mention Kylo versus United States. Um, the issues are the same. Um, I don't know if the court even knows it's being done or not. I would like to say, Shelley, I'd love to hear Todd on an entire show exactly. sometime. If you want to just take notes, uh, I need to get Todd on. Todd, I think that's a great idea. Um, I think we should have um, like an activism. You know, well, my call to action is Wednesday, uh, Todd. Uh, you know, I'd love to have you come in and talk about it Wednesday night at uh, six o'clock, six standard time, and that's one three um, one three nine three eight one. I'll send you. I'll send you an email. I'll shoot you an email. Remind you. And okay, so Todd. Remember that. Todd, you know, can it is you. Yeah. Todd, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I think I met you in Washington on November 3rd. Am I right or wrong? Uh, that was October 3rd, 2015, in front of the White House. We protested. That was me there, yep. Okay, I, I was just trying to picture who you was. Okay, I had the wrong month. Yeah, October 3rd. I was there with Pete Santelli. And I communicated and with you on Twitter, Todd. This is Kate. All right, yeah. Beta. Yes, I am on Twitter. Todd Giffen on Twitter. 
Yep. Kate, I, I unmuted Vermont. So, um, Vermont, are you there? You want to Thank you. Uh, Obamasweapons.com, right? Obamasweapon.com, right. And then so, and then these guys have a, the bioethics has got a Tuesday meeting. So let's let's put our heads together and and uh, uh, you know start working towards a. a I, I agree with Lisa. I think one court case that we can kind of. I mean, Dwight's going to court too, but we should be supporting. I don't know. You know, we should be doing something. Do something. Supporting your well, efforts. Maybe we could find out whoever has a court case and what kind of help they need. Yeah, yeah there, there is a there's a a guy in Connecticut that has an outrageous court case going on, and it's uh, al- although he um, is not actually directly going at this stuff, he knows that the prosecutor knows this is happening, and there's um, contractors in the area that have that he has triangulated the weapons um, that were coming at him, and. Um, so he's somebody that should probably talk to Todd because um, he needs all the help he can get. He's been to court 42 court. times over the same case, wow. and they, won't, they will not dismiss a it. Fermentation, development of non-lethal weapons right up to the present. Non-lethal weapons. Oh, looks like someone just opened my site. If you do go there, you'll find great videos of uh, like psychiatrists discussing this, including Dr. Peter Bregan. Um, he's been out there fighting this himself since the 60s. He, he worked with people implanted at Harvard University. Um, they were walking around secretly implanted, and the psychiatrists were remotely controlling them. And I guess Jose Delgado was the godfather of the Harvard program. And Dr. Mm. Peter Bregan explains on a video on my website all this. And we have Dr. Con Ross as well, who worked with a lot of victims in the 90s. And he'll say it. Today, they're working on non-lethal weapons, and they're testing them and using them on the public. And, and don't you also have an interview on there, um, Todd? I thought it was a very good interview with a, a woman that worked in one of the state hospitals that said they're not allowed to talk about this, but you ended up getting an interview with her, right? Mm, I have interviews with a lot of patients who are witnesses that they do this or that there's a lot of abuses at this Oregon State Hospital in Oregon, and I have uh, a psychologist, but like no inside, uh, no one from the inside who's willing to come forward. What I do understand, there is some security video and audio of state employees inside the state hospital discussing having technology that works through the walls, and they were using them on patients at the Oregon State Hospital. And you and my, really need to. Um, uh, off the line, I'll give you the name of the person that has actually witnessed that himself, and you ought to get in touch with each other because I think you can help each other. He actually witnessed it himself. Oh, I do have a lot of... I think the video... Oh, I know the video you're talking about. It's an audio clip of U.S. Investigative Service employee. She didn't work at the hospital. She worked for U.S. Investigative Services, That's and she right, saw yeah. classi- classified documents while she worked there. And this is the same place that background check Aaron Alexis and the U.S. Department of Justice is saying they did a failed uh, background check and 
Aaron Alexis is crazy and USIS is negligent for it. But USIS itself has documents that these weapons are real, and they're just not telling anybody about it. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. We have a lot of noise in the background, so with a few people that I do have unmuted, please hit star six. Um, we're still talking with the uh, working out and maybe a committee, a court case committee. Um, I think is something that uh, uh, we should be focusing on. I think this is something really that we need and focus. You know, we can get more input. Um, Kate and um, who is the lady from Vermont? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Carla. Uh, Carla, so this, thank you. Um, and I mentioned because you guys are bioethics is is, um, is uh, you guys are doing great work there too. But we do need a, a court case committee, uh, so we should be uh, really trying to organize our efforts and and back up what Todd's doing and what Lisa suggested. If there's some court cases that you guys are talking about that needs attention drawn to, so please up star sticks, or I'm going to have to mute everybody again, please. It's annoying with the with the chatter. Oh, Carla says she's muted. I thought she was unmuted. Okay, oh, I was trying to hear Sorry. Carla. <laughs> There's two yeah. Vermont, and one's making, I can't figure out who's making the long noise. So, they're, oh, my goodness. Let's see. Maybe that was the, um, a perp or whatever. Um, let me find her again. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. There's only 150 people here, and I still hear the noise, you guys. So, uh, once I hope it's not my implants reacting with my cell phone. <laughs> oh, gosh, me too. Let me find Vermont again. I was, I had on Vermont. There's Vermont. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm not I'm navigating as, as well as you should. Here we go. There you are. Thank you. Hello. Okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is Carla. Yeah, well, Kate, Kate explained it very well, and um, I just want to reiterate what she said. You know, if we could get a thousand people, and it go, like Todd said, it would go in the public record. Even if it doesn't work, we can use it if we go to court. If they pass this, other people will be able to use it in the future. But the other thing is, if twenty percent of all the comments come from victims, then they would have a lot of explaining to do as to why they ignored 20% of all comments. So I can't, I can't state strongly enough how important it is to get a comment out there. Um, we can give you simple comments or more complex. You know, we'll help you with the comments um, if, if you don't want to do them yourselves. But please just get something on the record. Let's use our numbers at FFCHS let's use them to do something that will help us all. Even if it's not immediate, we can go back to it. And the other and they, thing the, uh, the way that they tell you to make comments, too, it's important for us to go over with you. If you do join our meeting, this week it's on a Thursday. If you do join, um, there is uh, a suggested way to make comments. And you do it in a very positive way. Uh, what, when you state something, you make sure that you give them, if you're objecting to something, you give them an alternative. And it, the alternative could be that you don't want any waivers, you know, but you ha as long as you, um, you know, state it properly, politely, and, uh, you know, if you have a, another thing to to do is if you have a degree, if you have a a science background or um, 
you know, a, a geophysical background or even even your, you know, any credentials you have, they want you to state them. They want to know. Um, in fact, Carla, that you said they read my my uh, comments off at the the SARC. Yes, they did. Uh, they, yeah. We went to the Secretary Advisory Committee, and they there were only 15 comments from people, and one was Kate, and he mentioned Kate, and he she started very nicely. She also stated her credentials that she's a nurse, and he appreciated that. They do, you know, they do like to see credentials if you have them and you can throw them in there. And another thing I would mention is to make it easier for us to find your comments, when you put them online, make sure in the, you can upload a file with your comment, but just make sure in the box when you submit your comment that the first line has something that would make it easier for us to find you when we search for uh, comments from TIs. You know, if you say intelligence, or um, something like that, it would be helpful if it relates to your comment. But the other thing is Norman Raven, he's been finding a lot of great information. And uh, his his website, I believe, is in the newsletter. And he spoke to a lady with the Department of Energy. And she emphasized to Norman that they want to hear from uh, victims. They want to hear, uh, and constructive comments would be very helpful you're not like, if you just say I'm a victim, fix this, it won't be as helpful if you say in this proposed rulemaking it says they're going to exempt all uh, intelligence surveillance activities. Uh, here's the number. Here's what I suggest. So, And Norman has some of that on his website. We go over that in our call. Um, but, again, if we can endeavor to get at least a 1,000 comments, uh, we have nothing to lose by making them. And some people feel, well, it's not worth it. It's a waste of time. Is it really a waste of time to get a comment on the record? You know, it won't take much time to do so. And the bottom anyway. line is, you know, if you do nothing, and, and uh, I mean, we have, in spite of everything that's going on, we have a country that has more freedom than a lot of countries. But the thing is, the the people are were to blame for not using our power. And, you know, by organizing and getting our comments in there, um, we could be a force to be reckoned with. Even the guy that runs the meeting came right out and said that. He says, you know, um, we, we really have to, by law, we have to consider every comment that comes in. So can you imagine if, if 20% of the comments Maybe fifty percent were targeted people. It could turn aside. Do we just Google? Um, is there a link that can be passed around, or do we the, just Google? Yeah, we've the been passing it around, but we can continue to pass it around. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, if um, if the board is willing to put it, uh, even uh, maybe they would even be willing to put um, a message out. Um, midweek, I don't know. We could try to find out, mm-hmm. but um, it, it should be. You should be able to find it. I think it was in today's uh, newsletter. You just have to read down far enough. Yeah, I'm sure it was there, it. wasn't it, Carla? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you but know. The other and thing is, no, go ahead, Kate. I was just going to say, if anyone want has any questions, 
my um, email is uh, Kate Rye. It's C A I T R Y E at Gmail dot com. Just let me know you're having a problem, and we can either talk by phone or we I could send you links, whatever. Okay. Right. Thank you. And Todd and Kate and Carla, way to start forming a committee that that you know. Uh, yeah, no. and you know, if I, if I could just say one more thing, Norman put it very succinctly, this opportunity only comes along every 20 to 25 years, because the common rule came out in 1991. So if you think about that, if we don't get our comments out there now, it could be another 20 or 25 years before they change the common rule again. So I just want to put it into to perspective, that's an important perspective. And my, my email uh, to back up Kate's is Carla with a K, carlasmith41 at hotmail.com. All right, thank you, Shelly. And just one more thing, Shelly. Um, there's an there's a article, and I think people could Google it, um, and it's by a doctor that has been given um, DOD um, contracts in the past, and the article is called This Is Your... This is your brain, this is your brain as a weapon. And uh, in that, he talks about, you know, the importance of people um, commenting, um, you know, when you have opportunities. Because whenever they come out with a rule, it's already antique because of technology changing so quickly. So it is of the utmost importance that if technology is being um, abused, that people speak up because they really need to have um, hearings on it, you know? Hello. Hello. May I take a moment to speak? Please. Please. Yeah, this yes. is Michael. I'm Mike. I'm, I'm from California. I was the one that Ken was trying to um, direct you to earlier. Um I just have a few moments to speak because my battery is almost gone on my phone. I've been listening for about an hour and a half. It's really fascinating. You guys are on the ball. And I would like to help raise awareness. I have a I have a channel on YouTube. It's a, it's a modest channel, about 5,000 on one channel, about 2,000 on, on the other one. And it's really really well-informed, smart audience I have. And I can help raise awareness for, for what what's going on with my life now, I just came out with it. And um and I and helping this cause. I'd like to help this cause and I'd like to have people send me good links of videos maybe that that show the basics to help people understand, to bring more people out that are that are being TI'd and to create more awareness. And if I can just give you my email address, I won't even mention my channel. Just give me my email address. It's got some good, solid links I can put together in art form. I'm a filmmaker. I've been doing this since '76, and I can communicate this and maybe help help our cause. So, if my my email address is mbc300 at gmail, I'm Mike. My channel's name is Stackpot, but that's not important. We'll we'll talk later. I have a million questions for you guys. But I just wanted to make sure you knew that I I like to help spread the spread the information and raise awareness. Thank you. So it's M, M as in Michael, D as in David, C as in Clown. Cat, yeah, and then three hundred, like three zero zero at Gmail, 
and I'll just look at the links and maybe I'll edit them in, in an artful way and expose it to my audience. Because I just I just came out really. I've been it's been happening for a while and it's been devastating in my life. But that's not the, what I'm calling for. I want I'm, I'm want to fight it. And one way I can fight it is through my voice and through my channel and you know through my listeners. And already a few of them. A few of them have come out and, and, and said they were GIQ, so I'd like to kind of like get some momentum going with it. Thank well, you for e- what that you e- do. That, that email again was Michael David Charlie? Yes, MDC300 at Gmail. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you guys very much, and I'll be looking forward to some links, and I'll call you again next week. Okay? Thanks for taking my, my taking a moment with me. Thank you very much thank, again. Bye. Thanks, Mike. All right, cool. Thank you. Sorry it took so long to get you unmuted. Thank That's you. Okay. I, I appreciate you. Let me, let me speak. Thank you so much. Good luck to All you. Right. I look All forward right. to working with you. Thank you for your yeah, activity. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about next week, but um, this is what I want to get through tonight. Thank you so much. I'm going to listen to my phone go Thank you, everybody, for their activism. Um, I think it's important we start getting back on track and, 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 and getting this exposed. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I'd like to make a comment, if you all don't mind. Uh, a lady called, uh, I guess it's been about 45 minutes ago, and she called from Michigan. I think her name was Marion. Uh, sounded like um, uh, a senior a senior lady, and she told us that uh, she had been heavily attacked, that she had lost... Uh, uh, a, a large uh, a large amount of weight, and uh, she'd been in the hospital and had several blood transfusions and several several other things that she mentioned. And uh, but she said that um, what she what what she was saying or essentially was is that you know reading between the lines is that she's about ready to die. Okay, that's what she was saying. You know. Because she was saying that I just wanted you all to know that, um, and I forget the term she used. Maybe somebody can remember that. But it was something about um, uh, it's. She may have even said this is murder. That you know that it's not an accidental death. It was something to that effect. And uh, and then she said they're starting back up again. So I really feel like that that was a, a that was a cry for help, and uh, and I know Shelley, I know that you know you've been busy moderating, and I know the flow of the conversation has gone, you know, pretty uh, pretty steady tonight. So sometimes it's easy to kind of overlook those things, you know, in the enthusiasm of the, of the conversation. But I really think. No. We don't need. To, we don't mean to, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, make it seem uh, small. Thank you for bringing that up to our attention. Is there any, you know, does anybody know her contact information? Maybe we can reach out to her. Mary from Michigan, isn't that correct? I, I, she sounds familiar. Yeah, that, I, think, uh, I believe her. I, it was either. It sounds to me like when she first uh, introduced herself, she said it was Marion, but I'm not for sure. But I know that it was either Mary or Marion from Michigan, so maybe uh, maybe somebody in the TI community knows who that was. If anybody knows and give me a phone number and address, I'll drive to her to see what's going on. I'm in Michigan. 
Well, let's uh, make a reminder note to me, and I, maybe I can see out with that, you guys, for sure. It'd be nice to, you know, Shelley, this is Lisa again, if we had a rating system for pain and suffering, because there have been, there was some times when I thought I was near death, and then, praise the Lord, I rebounded, but if you would have asked me at that point, I would have told you I was probably at an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being dead. Uh, it'd be nice if we could use a scale to say, okay, I'm having a bad day, but it's not an 8 or a 9. I'm having a bad day, I'm maybe at a 5. Uh, because like this lady, we've all, I shouldn't say all of us, but some of us have felt like we were very near death uh, a few times, and uh, yet we rebounded. So just a thought. Are you there? Hi, this is James. I'd like to find out. Um, I, I just got on the call, and I heard about the um, comments. I'd like to get the where I where I would write the comments. Um. Somebody I, think, I think she's talking about Kate Ryan now. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I get yeah. her? Can I get her uh, uh, email are you in the address? Chat? Are you in the chat room at all? Not right now. No. I could get okay. there. Well, if I get your email, like, do you want me to send you the links? Yeah, it's okay. Go it's ahead. James F L J A M E S F L at jimlico dot com. Say at what again? JamesLico.com. J-A-M-E-S-L-I-C-O.com. Okay. Thanks, James. He's another uh, helpful person in our community. He has, he has a lot of uh, right. shielding ideas. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, James. I will do that. All right, thank you. I'd like to make a suggestion, uh, too, that, uh, you know, because we have had some information, valuable information, uh, contact information and website information that's been shared by a number of the uh, uh, contributors uh, to tonight's conversation. And if we could have those uh, those websites and emails and what have you, uh, po- you know, po- uh, posted to the to the chat room, that way there there that would make a, a reference point because you know you can go back and look at the chat text, and uh, and that way that would help. Um, uh, with the uh, you know pub- publicizing, you know who's doing what and, and what have you. I'll, I'll try to put them in now. Um, okay, great. Uh, this is yeah, this is Todd Gifford, and I did publish several URLs in there earlier, including drrobertduncan.com. Um, so that's where you guys can go if you ever need to look that up. And I had a, a thing about Lisa. Uh, Lisa, should I expect you to, by chance, try to contact me or to well, sh- send me your info? Yes, definitely. I'm going to go on your website, Obama, obamasweapon.com, and I'm going to yes. contact you and see how okay. uh, we might be of help. Yeah, just look on the left side. That's where all the people out there can find uh, there's a sidebar on the left. It's got my full address right there, okay. email, phone number. Sure. I will present that to judges and my lawyer and my private investigator and try to arrange for anybody to uh, who contacts me to get a call back or something 
especially okay. from my lawyer or private investigator. Sure. And would it help you to have affidavits? I know we collected quite a few of them at one point. Yeah, uh, having any content, especially affidavits, a personal letter, um, email that or send it to my mailing address. Okay. Well, I will definitely be in contact and um, see see how I can be of help. Uh, Shelly? Yes, yes. Shelly, hi. Uh, can I speak for a minute? This is Eric Johnson, the, the webmaster for FSCHS. Yes, hi, Eric. I, 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 I muted all of California. We're going to try this again. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, hi. I just wanted to say a couple things. Um, one, I wanted to uh, respond to what Mike said, uh, Mike, that was on just a few minutes ago. Um, that's that's really great uh, with the um, with the YouTube. Um, my my email is listed on the uh, FFCHS website, and uh, if you if you uh, you know, I'd really like if you would contact me, and we could get together, uh, you know, via email or via uh, phone or what have you, and uh, and run some communications because I think that we could really work together really well with that. Um, I wanted to say a couple other things. Um, I know that. Um, I know that uh, uh, the the subject was really touchy. I just wanted to respond to. Um, I don't. I, I'm and I'm not bashing in any way, but uh, I wanted to respond to uh, Derek Robinson's uh, last uh, Saturday. I think it was on Saturday's show. Um, I was really very disappointed uh, to hear stuff, and I and I know it's a touchy subject, but I, I am the webmaster, and he used uh, you know he used my name specifically. And I thought it was really unusual um, that he spoke bashing the FFCHS board and me, myself, and uh, Dolores Hall for, uh, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes, and then he started to record the show. Uh, I thought that was a really uh, um, shady move. Um, you know, if you don't have anything to hide and you're not in the wrong, then why do a whole hour of your show and then start recording? I thought that was very unusual, and I don't, I, you know, I had a hard time uh, understanding how the people that support him didn't see past that. Um, I thought that was very, 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 very shady that, he, you know, that he went through all that bashing and all that bad-mouthing, and, and uh, I was actually on there as a, as a guest, uh, guest, you know, guest, uh, as a guest, and um, he didn't know it was me, and, you know, he went on to, you know, text, uh, to put on the on the comments there, you know, that the, the whole board is crazy and they're out of their mind. Well, listen, I'm the one that accessed the, the webmail. I was the first one to access the webmail, and I saw with my own eyes, and I and I wasn't on the board then, and I had no, you know, I, I didn't have any ill feelings for Derek. I didn't have, you know, either way it made no difference to me, but I saw the proof. I saw all the PayPal transactions. I saw him with my own eyes, and, and uh, you know, to save the board the trouble, I added him up, and the the, the money and the in the in the in uh, the amounts made absolutely no difference to me either way. But I'll tell you what, they didn't add that you know they didn't add up, and there was uh, you know there was very suspicious. I I've been in uh, doing websites and uh, since websites came out, I've been in computing. I'm an IT director, and I've been in computing for more than 20 years. And I, I do a lot of stuff, and I've seen a lot of things. And, you know, there was just very unusual, and I'm, that's the way I put it in my email to the board. I just said, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but there's some unusual activity. There was, there was uh, 
you know, transfers to his to his personal bank account. There was PayPal payments from him to him. Uh, you know, there was there was a more withdrawals than you know than money coming in even. So you know, just so that's out in the air. I don't know. You know, I wasn't on the vote. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. You know, have him fired. I, I didn't even vote on it. I was no part of that. But I did see the information, and I and I still have I I still have uh, copies of the proof. So I just thought it was really uh, a negative thing for him to come on and bash the uh, FSCHS board. Um, you know, when there is that much proof hanging over, and I and I want to I want to uh, say that uh, you know in in favor of the FSCHS board members that you know they've been really great in uh, in trying to let this go. But, you know, he keeps bringing it up. And, you know, uh, I just think that he really needs to stop doing that because the proof is there. And, you know, I think that the FSCHS board has been really uh, great with not releasing that information because it would would prove that he is not being honest. And it would prove that that he was uh, doing some very uh, um, unusual activity with the PayPal and the donations. And, you know, so I just wanted to I just wanted to say that just so, you know, uh, you know, all of our people here, you know, know what's going on. And I just thought it was really rude of him to, you know, bash the the board members and me myself personally on his call for his own uh, personal benefit, you know. And, And then there was people on there saying, oh, poor Derek, poor Derek, poor Derek. And and, you know, I don't if if you're not in the in the wrong why would you be bashing other people, calling the board members crazy, calling the, you know, he, the, the proof states that he was doing some unusual and shady activity. So I think it's, I think it's, you know, I just thought it was really, really uh, not a good thing on his part. And I, just, I, I would I just, just like to ask, if you don't mind, I, I would like to ask, and I think that I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of the other uh, victims, uh, uh, targeted victims that, uh, participate uh, with the FFCHS support group and and advocacy group, I think that we have a right to know, not necessarily to the penny, but just approximately how much money are we talking about. And I think that we have a right to know, and I believe I'm asking that on behalf of a lot of other people. Okay, well, I can tell you the the PayPal amounts added up to nearly $6,000 was was it now it's not a huge amount but uh it was more than money coming in so i don't know what the previous balance was uh there was some discussion uh, i heard of uh of certain uh donations for uh you know a newspaper ad or a a commercial or some video that was supposed to be shot Uh, i don't you know i don't know the the true information about that but i know that the paypal amounts added up to close to six thousand dollars that, that were that were withdrawn or transferred to himself or transferred to his personal bank account just just for January to August of this year that was just for January to August it was it was about six thousand dollars okay and and you saw and you saw very little uh, payments actually going to services or or expenses for the FFCHS uh, uh, supports I I saw I saw probably um, probably two maybe three less than five um, payments going to anything else. Uh, there was a couple payments to personal people, 
um, for some even amounts. You know, I don't know who the who the people were, but it was just by their name. Uh, you know, one for one for two hundred dollars. Uh, you know, one for one hundred and fifty dollars. I don't know who those people were, but there was there was very little. Um, you know, less than a couple hundred dollars going out to any uh, companies. Well, I'm going to make this comment, and um, and this this is going to be a little bit uh, kind of edgy and maybe a little bit uh, controversial. But see, I honestly, in my opinion, I really don't think that there's ever going to be a legal investigation into what went on. Because I believe the re- and the reason I say that is because I believe that a legal investigation into what happened with FFCHS, uh, FFCHS could potentially expose what is going on in this organized stalking global syndicate. And I think that you all understand what I'm saying. They and I could be wrong, and it really doesn't make any difference to me. I appreciate you sharing that information. That's enough for me to know approximately how much he got away with, and it doesn't make any difference to me. I, I mean, I regret it that, FF, that the FFCHS lost that money, but if you don't get, if you know, if the organization doesn't get it, doesn't get it back, that's okay. But I think that it's us trying to, you know, be awake in this deceptive world that we live in. Okay, we need to realize that Derek Robinson will probably get away with this simply because a legal investigation could potentially blow this whole friggin' thing out of the water. Mike is open. Yeah, well, I, you know, I know uh, that we, uh, uh, well, at least the board members, I mean, we would just like to get past it. Um, we'd like to get past it and move on. I mean, I. I, you know, I'm sure that uh, several of the board members would agree with me. We just want the, you know, it to stop. We wanted to, uh, I personally wanted to get the information out because I saw the information. I was the first one to see the information. I just wanted the truth to be out there. I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm not trying to, um, you know, keep the subject going. I just hadn't had a chance to say anything. So now that I've said it, I mean, I really personally, you know, could, could go on with dropping the whole subject. Um, well, that that's you know, fine with me, and I just want to tell you how much I appreciate your yeah. your candor and your courage in sharing that. And I think, I, and there again, I think I speak on behalf of others. And I think that now that you have shared this, I think that we can move on past it. I yeah, I, I, I agree with the, the gentleman who said it would blow the whole thing out of the water. I completely yes. agree. I, because if it will only take one person to file a lawsuit against him, and in discovery, it would be found out where all that money went. Yeah. I think all that will do is just divert all of our time and energy and everything and focus, and it would just divert it into that. Into that. It would just suck it in there, and, you know, we, we have a much more important things to do than this. But it, it would really show... That this is that FSCHS under Derek was a government-run group. Oh yeah. yeah. That that's right. See that and that that you you hit the nail on the head right there. See that's why I, I doubt. I mean I I would bet you you know ninety-nine to one 
that there's no way that they will ever at least legitimately investigate this. Because, listen, you know, most of us realize that the magnitude of this crime, the global nature, and how large involving virtually, not virtually, involving every government in, this, in the world, every military, every, uh, well, I mean, what are the words? There, there's no words for it. For this thing to ever come to prosecution, it, it just, it's just not, it, it, it's a fantasy. I just hey, have Eric? a question. Eric? Yeah. Can I say something real quick? I appreciate, I, I appreciate what you said, but I did talk to an attorney, and he looked up our website, and he said, Kenny, do you think for a minute that they let this go on this long, this guy wasn't working on the other side? He said, they will never prosecute him. I said, so yeah. what, are you, what are you telling me? He said, move on and let him get what he can, and, and he's going to get by with it. And I said, okay. Because I right. think it was a hell of a lot more than $6,000. Yeah, well, right, that, that was just the PayPal transactions that were visible in the, in the web now. Oh, I, I'm sure it is, but that was just uh, the, you know, the on-paper PayPal transactions. That has nothing to do with mailed-in donations. That has nothing to do with uh, large personal donations. Um, that was just the, the, the bottom-line proof of PayPal transactions, you know, of him sending money to himself. And we know that it was more because the actual uh, transfers to his bank account and the and the payments to himself exceeded uh, exceeded the amount of donations. So we know that you know we know that it was more. But I just was trying to you know uh, speak of what we we have bottom line factual in hand proof of. And I and I think Ken, you'll agree that uh, we, nobody nobody really on the board really would care to even uh, pursue prosecuting Derek. Oh, believe me, believe me, I'd love to, but I think we've got more important things to get FCHS, you know, back running and get everybody back and see if we can build up the money again so we can help people. There's a lot of things yeah. I'd like to do, just like that woman calling that from Michigan. I'd like for us to have later on, and I think we can get there eventually, get a van when somebody gets in trouble. They say there's somebody doing something to their house. We drive to their house if it's close. You know what? You know, I mean, this, yeah. this, here's, this here's getting ridiculous what they're doing to us. Right. And uh, let me say that uh, the, the people that have uh, other groups, um, you know, you're welcome to contact me or contact any of the board members. And, you know, we have uh, announcements. We have an announcements page on our website. Um, we have comments page. We have uh, forums. If you have important events, um, you know, I'm sure that we could work stuff in. And, you know, we really should get together with our organizations and uh, to get the word out. We really need to bind ourselves together and um you know get some get some, you know start advertising for each other and uh you know and and really get the word out that's really what we need to do is uh is, is you know bind ourselves together as a whole right well thanks eric 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 thank you for being so honest and coming forward yes well that's i mean that's all we're trying to do um yeah. you know we, we're not, I mean, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not trying to do anything um, um, negative. I, I'm also a TI, so, yeah, you know, I, I understand. Comments. I heard those comments that you're talking about, too, and I was kind of taken back. 
Yeah. That's too bad. So, you know, we, I'm just trying to live, and I'm trying to uh, help the TI community, you know, as best I can, you know. So um, I, I do put in a lot of uh, work for FFCHS, but I don't mind at all. I love it. And, um, you know, I'd, like, I'd look forward to doing uh, a lot more things with a lot of you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Eric. Thank you very much for coming forward with that information and sharing that. It, 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 I wanted to read that, but you know, to clear the air and, and let you know experience. Oh my goodness, let's see here if this is the right. Hello. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm. I, that's all I really wanted to do was just clear the air because there was so much. You know, uh, he said, she said, and I, you know, I was the one that, that discovered the information, so. Uh, you know, I just I just wanted to clear the air so that, you know, that our listeners knew and, you know, it's out there. And, you know, that's all I really wanted to do. So well, I appreciate everybody. appreciate your, your work yeah, on the website, all you do. Hello? Yeah, yeah. I, and I wish everybody, including Derek, I wish everybody the best, you know. Um, you know, I just, I you know, I hope he gets through his stuff. But we need to get through ours, too. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of... Uh, a lot of waves. Um, so, you know, we just really need to focus. We need to get together with a lot of you and and do a lot of stuff. So, let's just let's just get through it. Let's do it. Let's read. And then we keep focused on um, you know other things that we need to drive and can do. We keep focused on uh, on the uh, solution. We focus on the solution and being team players and. Uh, you know, we've got to get through uh, personalities and um, and focus on, you know, uh, really getting to the bottom. And, you know, I, Dr. Duncan just said some creative advertising, some creative uh, uh, awareness, you know. So we've got to really start working together. But look, we had almost had 200 people, you know, but they really succeed in the psyops and, and like, you know, what just happened. So, uh, you know, I think this group and everybody has good intentions. We want to get, you know, we want to turn this crap off. So um, thank you, Derek, for for sharing. Appreciate that. And I was trying to unmute Dee Dee, and I couldn't get Dee Dee to, to uh Yeah, no, she, she texed me, and uh, she said she was trying to, <laughs> you were trying to find her. Hey, uh, listen, uh, if, nobody has, if nobody has any more questions for me, I'm going to have to leave the call. So, unless anyone has a question. Thank you, Derek. I mean, Derek, oh, my gosh. Thank you, Eric. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know You're what the, kind of a slip was that. Uh, Thank you, Eric. I, I'm, I'm I, know, listening. I don't know. Hey, I have a question for Eric. Um, I'm not going to take why, that personally. I have a question I for Eric. Take, Pete Santilli made a suggestion that, that um, the board members should turn it over to local law enforcement. And let local law enforcement um, figure out the embezzlement um, because he said, I don't recall exactly what he said, but there was a lot of money over the years. And isn't that like a felony? And how come the board doesn't just turn it over to local law enforcement? Okay, let, let well, me answer that. We did go to the FBI and they, would, they said they, they would not take the case. Yeah, Derek, Derek had control of all that stuff in the accounting and all that, and so you know, obtaining proof is nearly impossible. So, um, can I find out who is LCI? What is LCI? Yes, is that a police organization, Ken? 
No, I said the FBI. Oh, the FBI. Um, have you spoken to a local law enforcement agency in the area, either that he was in or where, you know, wherever you guys are at, like take it into both the police and the sheriffs for the state no, of California? No, He's we been in different... we've, had, we've had two attorneys advise us just to move on. Yeah. So, I, well, were, the, were the attorneys working for him? I don't know, but, you know, we could we could start spending all kinds of money trying to get this in case, and we don't even have the money right now. We we keep running into roadblocks. We get one rid of one bad one, then another thing happens. And right now, I I see everybody on this board. I don't see us having any more problems, and we're bringing other people onto the board too. And if anybody can donate time to help us out, there's a lot that the target individual community can help us do. So if anybody's yeah. got a little extra time. Can, can you guys tell me the town that uh, one he was living in, and also where like Freedom is built or based out of again? Because I will volunteer to go and uh, speak to the police and the sheriffs and ask them. And I think I get where the attorneys are coming from. They they usually give bad advice. They say, "Well, if you don't have the money, I'm just going to recommend you just move on." Uh, and they don't like to do it for free. They want paid up front on a lot of cases. Uh, so they well, kind of we like... Put, we don't want to start messing with the police. I mean, it's, we can uh, we can alert to uh, authorities that need to be alerted. I, I really think that everybody we should move on, uh, you know, and just alert people that this type of thing is going on. Um, other organizations, it's all about money. Uh, you know, the passion to end this, this technology... Uh, you know, false away, you know, and people want to make money off of us. And so just be on the alert. You know, there are a lot of good people in FCHS and targets and individuals that are trying to move forward and, and, and get to the solutions and not get tied up in the nonsense. Uh, and yes. I know what you're talking about, you know, but look, we can, we need to move on. We need to move on and, and, I, and quit bringing up because it's negativity and we bring up, you know, old stuff because they've made for small attacks and, People have worked hard. Um, you know, if you want to focus your energies, uh, we can use more volunteers. Uh, we can have you go to city officials. Uh, you know, let's uh, have you carry a sign, make up some flyers. Let's, uh, let's put our energy towards, uh, you know, uh, solutions. Okay, there's this lady um, that I've been telling you about uh, that was, her name was Malika, and that was just the name that she was using. Um, but her real name is Katherine, and uh, it's spelled K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. And her middle name is Vaughn, and then her name is last name is Meister, M-E-I-S-T-E-R. And the significance is that she's in this hospital in Wyoming, um, mental hospital, and... Uh, we didn't know about it till only two days ago, so um, that's why I'm trying to... What was the to name make... again, Corey? What was the name and where is she at? So we need to get the... If, does she want... Have, has anybody talked to her? Um, if, does she want people to call in? What would, what what needs to be done? Have, has anyone followed up on it? Well, um, she's contacting this lady, uh, Teresa. Um, that's the only thing that... I know about it as far as the contact, as far as where she is. It's a mental facility in Wyoming. 
I announced it yesterday. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. I think it's called Evingstein, but it's spelled E-V-I-N-G-S-T-E-I-N. And there's a phone number you can call is 307-237-7444. Wait, yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. Uh, wait, there is another number. That might be a different that's that might be the original number she called from. Let me give you the other number just in case. It's three oh seven seven eight nine three four six four. Got it. And this 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 lady uh is the one with the abuse case with the rabbits, just so you have the the info. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Okay, so, but a Teresa, because the only Teresa I know is, um, anyways, okay, we'll do some follow-up on that. Thank you very much, Corey, for, and that's another thing we need, an emergency response team put together that know how to talk, you know, to, when you call into these um, institutions, uh, how to become effective and not, you know, for, not to force Medicaid. Uh, I know, you know, Karen's uh, called in a few times. Um, so the the proper language, um, you know, to use that we're you know we're six thousand strong. You're going to get six thousand phone numbers, uh, you know. So we need to get on the same page and getting people out of mental institutions. So uh, emergency response team is another thing. Uh, court committees, uh, uh, with uh, with Keith is talking about, uh, you know, in case we vanish, he we had that plan or not. I tried to put that together. Uh, you know, we just keep working together. Um, so it can then that we need to get a fund. You go on more people to donate. Uh, the donate button on uh, FFCHS. I'm going to go there, and I usually don't, but that is working. Uh, you know, it's only twenty dollars a year, and if you can donate, and we would like to start a fund uh, that we can take. You know, priority uh, cases, TI cases. Uh, you know, that need uh, emergency services, a night off the street, or something of that sort. We really are working. Um, you know, to help each other. So. Um, thank you, Corey, and I'm going to start unmuting some other people. Hey, Shelly, let me say yeah. something real quick. Yeah. If, if the people, if the, I call cchr.org, yeah. and they're a wa- they're a watch out group or whatever you say uh, for the psychiatrist, they got a form that you can fill out. And you can, they even store a copy on their place, and it says you they they refuse you refuse to take drugs. You're not a harm. If you fill it out, go get it notarized. And you always keep a copy on you. It's harder for them to drug you. I don't care who says they can drug you. So if everybody would call cchr.org and talk to them, they, they're starting used to. They didn't. They they referred everybody to me. They they told them call me because I got a lot of phone calls. Now they're starting to talk to because I think they see this is really going on. So hey hey, I got something to say about this saying, too. Because are you saying? Are you saying have the uh, form ready in case it happens, and then yeah, uh, absolutely See, go. You go. You fill it out. Go get it notarized, and they even give you their address to send a copy back so it's on their file. Then you you give people you really trust, and you keep one on you in case they pick you up. And now there have been some cases where they still drug the people. And there was like three million dollar lawsuits, one from the hospitals that did it. So. What's the form really saying that you have the right not to be drugged? 
It says that you you don't give anybody permission to drug you for anything. Hello. So what's the phone number for uh, people who don't have a computer? I'm I'm calling you from New Brunswick. Hello. Yeah. Can can we get a link? Can we get a link to put in the website for that? Or a phone number for people that don't use the computer. No, that would be another thing that someone can do. Um, uh, that would be really helpful information. Uh, if we can appoint somebody to uh, look that up and, and report back to us maybe next week, uh, that we can, or that will look it up now and, and find that information, tchr.org. If we can post uh, it it's in, right oh, here, here we go. I, got... I have a question here. for Ken. Um, hold on, I'm going to pull it up and hopefully find a phone number. Hang on. I'm uh, putting it on the room. What I'm looking for uh, Hey, this is Todd Giffen, and I just wanted to fill in some blanks because I'm also an expert on this psychiatry thing in terms of fighting that in the legal system. Um, I have here with me, myself, an affidavit, and this is a really important thing, uh, by a doctor named Gracie Jackson and then Robert Whitaker, an author. These are certified to be used in court, and... Attorney Jim oh. Gostein in Alaska Hello? wrote these. Um, up in Alaska, he used them personally to actually have the entire forced medication procedure thrown out um, by the Alaska Supreme Court. So I would recommend that people who are going through this psych, uh, uh, forced psychiatry, getting locked up in mental hospitals, uh, being threatened with forced drugs, whether they're that they contact me to get a copy of this. It does cost money. Um, it's $13 because it has to be, you know, certified. Um, what the person will do um, generally is give them to their court-appointed court lawyer because before they could force medicate you, there's a whole court procedure they generally have to go through. And if they... Uh, so anyway, so they'll appoint you a lawyer that's where they take these into court. They give them to the judge. And as long as they're certified like what I have here, the judge must take this as testimony. And generally, people like TIs, they don't have their own doctors. Um, but I do recommend they try to get their own doctor before they get thrown into a mental hospital by using uh, Medicaid. Just go look up uh, psychologists with PhDs or psych, uh, PsyDs and get established for therapy going every week and explain military trauma and experiments on humans and torture and get your therapist to say you just got PTSD or something and say, hey, in case I get in trouble with law enforcement, because what they like to do is arrest us and take us to hospitals and force drug us whenever we're talking about this, um, get your doctor to say, okay, I'll, I'll protect you from that. If you get put into a hospital, just have them call me. And I've done this a few times, but in case you do get put into the hospital, um, I also have these and you don't have a doctor, just come to me. Uh, and in theory, the judge will decide that the medications are too dangerous. Therefore, not uh, basically don't outweigh the risks. Uh, the benefits don't outweigh the risks. And they might decide that it's unconstitutional to give you the drugs based on these affidavits. And usually nobody has this type of uh, expert testimony in court. So 
the judge is going by what the hospital doctors say only, and they'll come in there and they'll lie. They'll say these drugs are safe and effective. Um, and the judge just, boom, I believe that. And next thing you know, the judge, because he believes they're safe and effective, he has no other expert there to say anything else. He will order those drugs for you, uh, even if you're not entirely crazy. And I believe we could fight that. Um, and I believe that you can win just like in Alaska. Up in Alaska, it's completely legal to do that now for about the last six years because of Jim Gostein and these two affidavits. And what they what they explain, by the way, is that if you are forced to take antipsychotic drugs, that you will get scar tissue in your brain, fluid buildup in your brain, brain shrinkage, brain growth uh, that's improper. So like your brain will mutilate itself just because you're taking Zyprexa or whatever. You'll get dementia and uh, diabetes and other conditions. And the judge usually doesn't know that that's what's going to happen. So he just approves it. But with these affidavits, he'll know and likely say, I'm not going to give these medications to this person. And that will save a TI. But, that's, but it's actually all done for the money, Todd. They don't, the judges don't care. But if, you, if you're going there and you fight them, if you go to CCHR and get their paper, get the ones you're talking about, they, it makes them think because they can be held responsible. Um, that is kind of true. Um, now, if the lower court judge still does it anyway, that happens. In fact, that happened in Alaska. And what Jim Gosting had to do was appeal that to the appeals court and then go all the way to the Alaska Supreme Court. But when they got to that level, they won. The court decided the uh, benefits did not outweigh the risks and that the process was being abused by the lower court judges. And that's what we can hope for. Um, you do have to put some effort into it. You know, you have to call me, get these affidavits sent to your, your lawyer or yourself. And you have to sit there and go through the whole process of just taking it easy, going to each hearing, uh, making your statement. And if you lose, you got to appeal it. You can't just sit there. You got to go to appeal. And eventually you'll work out a new precedent and hopefully overturn the whole thing. So it's not going on anymore. Thank you. I have, okay. a, I have a question for Ken if you still on the call. Uh, so we, right, Todd, so we can maybe contact you and some, or, um, you know, Kenny has been a good help with the cchr.org yes. and the number, uh, the number yes. is 800-869-2247. Yeah, now CCHR is a really great site too. Um, and what they're saying to do to Kenny, what Kenny's saying, there's some called an advanced directive and you fill that out. You put on there what your wishes are. If you become incompetent, you say, I don't want no uh, psych drugs, electroshock or lobotomy, but I do want, you know, this kind of treatment instead, like uh, physical therapy or psychotherapy. Um, and in theory, the doctors have to honor that in most states. Thank you. That's helpful information. What's that That's number one more time? Hello. It's 1-800-869-2247. And thank you, that everybody, for putting up with my moderating tonight. I was all over the place. Sorry if I didn't get to you. I tried, and if I cut you short, and I, if it sounded like it was 
know, played down. I did not make. I did not want that to be the effect. I wanted everybody to get a chance to share. I also want to make sure that there is a late night call going on yeah, tonight when this one closed so, down. And I'm still awake. Um, Linda's going to be opening up one three nine three eight one pound, and it's her first time, so we're going to work with her. And but we're excited for getting new moderators and getting some more uh, pushes for our conference call, so we can get some more of this stuff done. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hello. Hello. Hi. Shelly, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Are you shutting down now? I just need to get ready. No, no. We've got an hour still, so okay, thank um, you. at about uh, scared uh, I love Mama call. Sorry. Hello. Hi, Tyrone. Hi. Is that Tyrone? Hello? No, that's not Tyrone. Sorry. Uh, Hi. Hello. Can anybody hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, Ken. This is Melvin from Southeast Texas. I have a question regarding Christy. Like, is is she still in Dallas? Is is she still a part of the um, FFCHS organization? No. Oh, because if she came on the call, she probably could have gave some insight on what's what's going on. But but she left the group. I'm asking if if she had. No, she's not a member of it. Hey, uh, Shelly, that number you gave out, was that for CCHR, that 1-800 number you give out? That is correct. CCHR.org, yes, 1-800-869-2247. But but every target individual should either do what Todd was talking about or at least get this done from CCHR because I I think it would stop a lot of this this forced drugging they're doing on target individuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. How you doing? This is Antonio, New Jersey. Shelly, I gotta say, this is one of the best calls you had tonight. Um, uh, I want to thank uh, Robert Duncan for being on. I'm not in the best mood right now. I had a death in the family. She had a brain aneurysm about a year ago, and she just dropped dead suddenly. Um, I just want to say, um, you know, greed is the root of all evil. Um, between Derek, you know, Neil. Um, you know, I don't know what's getting into them. Royal TIs. We got great people here, great activism people, litigation people, technological people, and moderators. And we need to pull together instead of everybody doing their own little thing here. I know you say, you know, someone's got a good lawsuit here, someone's got a good lawsuit there. We need to do a mass lawsuit. We could use those lawsuits within our lawsuit. We have a lot of TIs out here that are suffering. And uh, we need to get the business. Forget about the greed. Forget about Derek. We got to get our freedom back. I want my freedom back. That's the only reason why I'm here. And I'm not in the mood to talk right now. So um, I do agree. And I wanted to give some final advice on that. If you guys are interested, and everybody knows this, in how to get your own lawsuit going. Uh, I think that Freedom should start saving up some more money to try another lawsuit and be very careful with any lawyer that you approach because you want them to agree up front. You say, I have all this money here, but before I'm going to pay it to you, I want to find out if you can figure out uh, how you're going to handle this. You know, are, are you going to go all the way? Are you going to file this injunction? Are you going to do this lawsuit? Um, because the last lawyer I understand 
he took all the money, fifteen thousand plus dollars. <laughs> well, we, and I, I, I doubt that, honey. Whoever's no. speaking, I doubt, I doubt that. I've heard I the lawyer's he side. I've heard the well, lawyer's side. He he took all the money and he did a lot of small things. He did hourly work, and then he got to that point where there was no more money. And instead of taking all that, you know, he should have invested. He basically, he's supposed to be doing a private investigation. And at, when he was done with the money, he should have went into court and said, here, I've got this private investigation done. But he did spend a lot of time, like, personally speaking to TIs and then, like, writing letters to doctors and doing all sorts of stuff. And that spent the money, but it didn't get anybody in the court. And if we try again... I personally know of lawyers who told me, if you bring me 20000 or you bring me $100,000, i will do the whole thing. I'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Yeah, but, but you got to remember, lawyers are liars. I think, I think the best way, and I'm studying it, I've been going to meetings for Smart Meter, and we want to go back to Republic Law. That's where you're not into the, the court system is set up right now for us to... 90% of the time, anybody that goes in our court system loses. You go back to the common law or republic law, whatever you want to call it, and we get and the judges got to dismiss themselves. They they will not hear our cases. So that's going to break through here pretty quick. I, I think there's a a couple in NAL NLA or something National Liberty Alliance. They're working on it. There's other groups. As soon as we break one case and we get into courts. There's going to be where we can get into courts as target individuals. That's, and I agree with that assessment as well. I've been telling people that, and that's why I'm trying to get one of my cases, just one judge to decide anything favorable. And I've had a couple of things, like I said, where a judge said, this case is not frivolous, and they overturned the lower court case. Once we win one case, you could take that to other attorneys, and they'll have more interest. They're like, oh, this actually won. Uh, but, you, I yeah, think, but, you, you, but you can't go to a regular attorney that's on, that they're operating under the British law. The bar is the British law. So we're never going to, I hate to tell any of you, I don't think we're ever going to win in their court system, but hopefully some of us do. But I think, I, our only, I think our only chance is going to be we get it back to the Republic. Okay, may I make a suggestion? I've, I worked with law firms for years. I've had to file a lawsuit against my deceased husband, former law partner. I've been in and around litigation for 20, 25 years. Let me tell you something. If you file, first of all, William Binney and four other um, target uh, whistleblowers have filed a lawsuit in the in Washington D.C. And um, and they sued the government, the NSA, the FBI, and oh, I'm sorry, I forget the other one. Um, but three big agencies. They sued for over a hundred million dollars, and they sued them for for uh, civil rights violations and all uh, many more things. A great deal of what we are experiencing. If you go to a lawyer and tell him you'll pay him on a contingency fee basis, what he gets, he gets a third of. But the more he gets for you, the more he gets for himself. And you're right, Ken, lawyers are liars. And they'll get money any way they can. But, but contingency fee basis is a big protection for the client, you know, because they they want to get you a lot because that means they'll get a lot. Okay, that's all I got to say about lawyers. Do, do you know Do you know if Larry Clayman's handling William Benny's account? You know, I don't know. Well, on a con- 
I don't know. On a contingency, I would think so. The $100 million, I think he'd take that for a third of, you know. Yeah, Larry Klayman's one of the only ones I know that's actually right. that will stand up against the federal government. That's, he's the only one I've ever heard right. of. And he's setting I, I case law there. He's setting case law just like Todd, just like you are. You're setting right. case law for the rest of us to be able to and, build on. And I do want to tell you, I don't think that they'll do it on contingency because I personally spoke, and also Ken Posner, another director here, a board of directors, Ken went to like 20 lawyers. I even spoke to these lawyers for Ken Posner. Then I spoke to lawyers on my own. And what I found out, and they told me this, they sat down with me and they said, we cannot do this type of case on contingency because it requires so much investigation. It's such a complex case. It's going to take me spending hundreds of hours alone just to get this assimilated. That's their and, job, and that's why they get to make the big bucks. Yeah. But t- yeah. Todd, Todd, the, the case, the, every single bit of evidence that is brought up in, in um, William Binney's case will be a matter of public record that will cut down on everybody else's investigations. I mean, yes, our personal stuff, great. We have to make it applicable to ourselves. But mm. the facts, the facts that this is happening, this is going on, is being will be a matter of record that we all have access to and that all new lawyers, boy, the lawyers see those dollars coming. It, the lawyers will then have access to that case, to the case, to the precedents that is set, the legal, you know, the laws that are, I mean, all of that evidence is, is public. All the depositions, all the motions with all of the evidence attached, that's all public record. And that's all. Yeah, of and you are saying something true. And William Benny's case in particular is a hot case because is, yes. he backs us as victims. Yes. He says, this is how they're targeting you. And then they use this uh, surveillance NSA uh, to harass people. Yes, that's big uh, money for lawyers. That's big money. I mean, this yeah, is we, guy, you know, I think this is huge for us. we got to base it on factual evidence. Yep. We can't be assuming this and assuming that. And, no. you know, I know people do have gang stalkers, but not one person cries gang stalker and everybody cries gang stalker. I don't get any gang stalking. I'm not moving to New Mexico. I'm fighting this battle right here. Well, we I'm getting my freedom back. We can all do it. Tyrone, we can all do it in our very own way. I no, this ain't, this ain't Pomeo, New Jersey. Okay, go ahead. Um, I, I'm supporting Ken. Ken, with, you know, with what you were saying earlier, Tyrone, Robert Duncan, everybody. That, like I said, Shelly, it's a great call. I mean, you know, some people are out for their own things here and there, but we all got to come together. That's the only way we're going to win this. Um, I could tell you about a whistleblower I know who worked in the U.S. Army 82nd Airborne Division at military intelligence and worked in prisons in Iraq as an interrogator. He told me this gang stalking stuff is, in technical terms, it's not called gang stalking. It's called counter surveillance. And he told me, I do that. We've been trained to do that. So when they're doing that gang, uh, street theater stuff where they're stalking people and they're playing little psych, doing psychological warfare on, on people, yeah. they're fully trained to be doing that. Well, and and technology, just like in a, it, it can affect you, it affects the people around me, and that's what I pick up. And I have left engineers. They were hitting me in college. I remember a lot more from, from college, but this is all about technology, deception. Think about war. What's more, you want to deceive your enemies. You want to attack them. 
Okay, if you can attack them from afar, you can also do it from close. That's why I say, you know, some people do have perpetrators, you know, that are living next door. But one person cries perpetrator, everybody thinks, you know, and that's the thing. You look at a lot of these older calls, they're turning us against each other. You know, we got to unite. We can't be fighting against each other, you know. Not right now. But, uh, listen, I'm, I'm hurting for money, too. I'm not begging for money. That's why I say greed is the root of all evilness. Not, and you saw the there. Right you see with Neil, he's trying to make money there. And, you know, his technology call, you know, I was on there. I gave out a lot of good information. And, um, you know, it seems like I keep repeating the same thing over and over again about technology and this and that. And everybody has given good information about, you know, certain things. And it's like, we, we got to come together. This is ridiculous, you know. I mean, Tyrone's been doing great activism. I've been helping him out there. It's like, you know, I'm trying to contribute here and there. I, I just want our freedom back. That's that's the main route. That's why we're all here. And that's no. why we're talking about lawsuits that will get us somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And Kate, actually, I sent you that packet again. It should be under my name, AntonioCarabillo at gmail.com. So hopefully you receive that. It's like 39 pages from Sacker. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, and actually, my, my sister-in-law's mother that passed away, she had a perfect health bill. She had the brain aneurysm. And she just dropped dead like that. I think it's due to this target. And my neighbor committed suicide over this shit. So we need to get somewhere. People, innocent people are dying here. And these lawsuits are going to help us move faster than anything has ever. And I think Todd's, Todd's efforts are great. Todd, you're moving forward. Good for you. You're, you're helping set case, case law for us. And that's yeah. huge. And so is William Binney. Yes, thank you. And if anybody wants to see William Benny speak about targeting of individuals, go to WilliamBinney.com, and there's a whole hour of video where he's explaining how we're being targeted. Yes. And that it's happening, that he fully supports us. Well, the DOJ confirms it. The DOJ confirmed that they call it organized stalking, but they've confirmed they confirmed in 2006 that something like 500 or 600,000 people in the country were being stalked by between four and 50 people. And then in 2009, they confirmed that a third of 7.5 million. They said 7.5 million people are being stalked. Approximately one-third of those are being stalked by organized stalkers. So that's a lot of people. But it's still, when you get to the organized stalking, it's still only meant to do one thing. That's put fear in you because when, yep. you, when you got fear, you don't act rational. And yeah. that's what the target individuals better understand. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. why I think what... what, what, what advice, I think I, that is the best advice to anybody. Well, that's, that's the best advice. Um, Robert Duncan said, we, 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 you know, we have to stay positive. I, God, I so agree with that. When I'm down and isolated and depressed, I don't feel I can fight anything. And when I'm when I come back up, I'm ready to go. Right, Shelley? That's What's the thing. They, they magnify your emotions with this yes. technology. Yes. If you start thinking bad thoughts, they'll magnify that. You know, uh, I noticed that at the funeral today. You know, I, I see my sister. I see my sister-in-law crying, and all of a sudden, you know, I start crying. Somebody You've got to some feedback on your speaker. It's kind of annoying on New Jersey. I don't know if you're on the speaker phone. You reverb the equipment. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to say something else. Some of what they're doing with the gang stalking or counter surveillance, yes, it is to play games with people, 
but it's because they don't uh, don't want them to have the proof. They don't want them to have a sound mind. Uh, and sometimes they're doing that just to kind of figure you out yourself. Uh, they'll play games with people when they they have to get you to kind of tell uh, details about yourself. And that's what I was told uh, by my friend at the 82nd Airborne Division. And he plays those types of games. He'll be going around town and actually doing this by himself to, like, uh, uh, places of interest. Like, uh, if he wants to find out how good the security is in a place, um, he'll just go out and stand in in front of the building with his camera and see how long it takes for a security (laughs) guard to come out. And he's just doing street acting the whole time. And they'll come up and talk to him, and he just plays a game with them the whole time. You know, and that's the type of stuff that they go around doing. Um, and they do it in ever more complex ways. Uh, uh, it, it can get pretty complex and pretty har- uh, harmful. Um, yes, they will go around in cars and follow you around. They'll send people to make noises around your house. They'll do all sorts of things. Um, I got one other thing I was going to say. Uh, I forgot to mention this before. I spoke to a lawyer named Dugan, Marianne Dugan in Eugene. And she also told me about why she won't do contingency is because she loses money on 80% of the cases. So that's why I want to stress that we should be trying to raise money. And I think that possibly that's going to be the only solution we ever see from this because government has already showed us it's not going to do anything on its own. And they intend to do this and keep doing it unless we find a way to stop them on our own right. And that's where the lawsuit and hiring our own lawyers and investigators um, will do something. Yeah, but the thing is, people don't have money to hire lawyers and this and that. It does cost a lot of money, and a lot of lawyers are out for the buck. Okay? And I agree with that. I, I, well, I understand you're doing your own thing there, but, you know, that's why I say we all got to stick together. Everybody's trying to do their own thing, and, you know, i even seen it with the activism, you know. I'm going out there supporting Tyrone and, then, you know, uh, whatever. It's, you know, if we all go out there and protest together, we're on the same page, you know, doing the same thing, protesting for our freedom. You know, we can't have five million different signs going out there. You know, it's got to be all the same thing, fighting for our freedom. This, this is directed energy weapons. You know, right. they're basically, this, this is going to be, the, the war is going to turn to directed energy weapons. Forget about missiles, guns. It's going to be all directed energy weapons. It's going to be electronic warfare. That's what we're all up against. Yeah. And it's the surveillance side, too. I was going on about Kylo versus United States earlier because in order for them to hit someone with radiation... Um, they have to know your location right where you're at. So they have to spy on you first. And that's a violation of Kylo versus United States. So if we start with that as a base for our lawsuit, um, it's already been determined to be illegal by the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, We just have to get it enforced then. And that will end our targeting. And I recommend Tyron Dew, because I think you're familiar with him, you're working with him right now, he should have a free court-appointed lawyer. He was arrested there at Florida State University, and their job under the Sixth Amendment is to make sure the state or the military or the federal government 
um, is not interfering with his trial by using directed energy on him while he's going to trial. And so that means his lawyer's job is actually to investigate his targeting and make sure that it's not interfering with his court case. And then they should seek to have it stopped, like through the courts. He's got a free lawyer there and they can spend money on anything from hiring doctors, investigators, whatever. And that's their job. They're just say Tyron Dew is a target. That's the only reason for one, he got in trouble. He wouldn't have been at Florida State University trying to raise awareness if there weren't targets like him and Myron May out there. And that's how you get it introduced into the court system. And hopefully the judge, I mean, in theory, the judge's job is to order an injunction right there, say, this cannot be going on during this court case. He's being tortured. He's a victim. Stuff like that. Uh, and that interferes with his Sixth Amendment right to due process and have a fair trial. Yes, but remember under the Patriot Act, now the Freedom Act, there's the FISA court who can do this stuff without telling us. And if they get to a judge, it's going to get dismissed. Well, actually, there's been a couple of examples of how the judges did help people and the public defenders were able to get something done. Now, this electronic warfare is very similar to how the police are secretly using stingrays on people. It's just another one of their techniques, electronic warfare. Now, in the case of stingrays, public defenders accidentally noticed that the district attorney and the police had used them, uh, and they discovered that. They took it to the judge. The judge issued an order to the district attorney, turn over all the information on the stingray and how it was used and how these things work. And when this happened, and the FBI controls this too, they're working with the prosecutors, the DEA is working with them and all that, NSA is working with the DEA and FBI. Exactly, and the FISA court is secret. They're not the going to turn over anything. Well, no, the FISA court really has nothing to do with this because they, they they're not authorizing people being tortured with directed energy at all. Right. So the lower court judge, what they're going to do, just like in the Stingray case, order a discovery of what's going on with this uh, interferometry, electronic warfare stuff. Is Tyron Dew being spied on with this? Is his lawyer being spied on with it? And stuff like that. And they're supposed to, you know, basically get, they're supposed to protect Tyron Dew from that. And in, in theory, if the, the state's caught using anything like that, the criminal case, you just win by default. Yes, but it's not the state. In most cases, it's the federal government and or their contractors or the military. Well, the state's usually fully complicit. Uh, if you listen to William Benny, he says the state has full access to NSA. Uh, they have fusion centers in every state. The attorney general and the state police are tied into that as are local police agencies. So, yes, they're using it all over and they're parallel constructing in court. They're keeping that from the record. Uh, they're, you know, it's not in public record anywhere. The judge doesn't get notified. So this is why the public defenders discovered this on accident, that stingrays were being used. And when they brought that to the judge's attention, you know, the judge acted accordingly and said, either turn this over or the case is dismissed. And what they ended up doing was plea bargaining. The FBI told 
the district attorney plea bargain with him, give him a deal he can't refuse. Um, and he took it. So it didn't go up, you know, didn't go to court at all. Didn't go to trial, didn't go to jury. Okay. Wow. We're breaking the um the action there. Don't forget we have late night at one three nine three eight one. Let's see what Florida has to say. Hello, Florida. <laughs> I was kinda worried on you, Florida. <laughs> Hello, um, Florida. Yeah, yes. I you know, I uh, like what he's saying, the only thing is, uh, to the best of my knowledge, the state court in Tyrone's case is going to be very limited to uh, only handling trespass. He, the, the court isn't going to deal with what type of harassment Tyrone is dealing with, only that he either trespassed or he didn't trespass on the day uh, at issue. So, you know, I don't see, and especially these court-appointed lawyers are not going to want to uh, spend more time uh, on, you know, these cases. They don't. I mean, they just don't. So it's the, there's only one issue that I know of, and that is, was he trespassing? And if he's got a fair explanation for uh, that, even if he was, he was with knowledge, he wasn't served with anything, you know, something like that, then, you know, that's the only thing that's going to be before the court. And no, I that's not really, that's not entirely true. They're going to have a whole trial. At trial, you get to bring up your entire defense. You sit there with well, your public defender. Wait a minute. But he was only charged with trespass, yes or no? I mean, was he charged with other issues or with other things? I only know that he was charged with trespassing. That was it. Well, see, if, he's only, if he was only charged with trespassing, he 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 um the the things that's going on with Tyrone has nothing to do with his First Amendment right to stand where he was standing and hand out pamphlets. That his defense is basically that he was exercising his First Amendment right, not that the government is doing all these things to him. Is their essence he? There are, actually, I had given him a case where there were some uh, what do you call homeless people that were not allowed to go into the park, and and so they filed the I think it was Tampa they filed a lawsuit against Tampa, and the appeals court ruled in their favor. So I think Tyrone's position is not the type of harassment that he's going through with his targeting, which we all know that he is going through that. But in dealing with the narrow jurisdiction of the of the charges against him is that he was exercising his First Amendment right. He had been told to leave a whole year, but he was never served with anything, and that he checked prior, you know, he used his diligence, and they told him it was okay to be there, and he was just exercising his First Amendment rights, and he didn't disturb the peace. You know, and and that's the, that's the, that's really the narrowness of the charge that was, I think, um, served against him. I don't think he'll even get a chance to answer any more than just that it was the First Amendment. Um, I mean, that's what I would say that I was there was no I wasn't served with anything. It was First Amendment, 
I mean, I don't see that there's any more to the case than that. Really well, don't. look, there, there are examples of how this happens in cases like in prison. If a prison is so dangerous, and this is because the guards uh, are letting abuses happen, letting drugs come in, they're not following security procedures, the state is not properly funding the facility, uh, there's not enough staff in the first place, this type of stuff comes up all the time. And then what happens in prisons people commit more crimes uh, and self-defense happens, sometimes murders, you know, and judges will frequently look at that as a possible defense. They'll say, okay, so uh, because the prison was so unruly, this person, there's no way he could have uh, avoided committing whatever crime, such as stabbing a person or, or killing them or whatever, doing self-defense or even just, you know, doing the offense. Uh, in, in the case of Tyrone Du, one, Myron May was a victim of it. There's victims all over the place. The whole thing at FSU is because the government is out there nuking people with electronic warfare. Uh, so Tyrone Du is a victim, too. There's thousands of them. He goes and he, he starts doing these protests. Uh, and also the government, this is going to come into his criminal case. If he really does it correctly, he's going to bring up the fact that the government covers this up each time. And so this would compel any victim or, or activist to to be forced to do uh, a protest at FSU. Um, and so he's going to mention all this to the jury and his attorney's job is to, to present a case to get all those experts together. It says this is why this protest was held. This was a valid protest. The government yeah, but, co- yeah, but basically. Yeah, listen, but you know what? The, the, the question really is, is this FS whatever university he was at, what is their role on track staff? Okay, that's, that's it's very narrow. It's not going way over in the corner. You, you Not only do you complicate it, but you have a chance of, of getting yourself in more trouble. One tip with what the law deals with, and that is only trespass, only that day. And in fact, he was leaving, as you say, at the time that he was, they arrested him. So I'm um, going to give you a right. I I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, your phone has got really a lot of static, and it's um um. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can. That's, me, that's someone else. That's not me. Okay, but you, your voice does sound muffled. I don't know if you've got speaker. It's just let me see here. So, okay. Thank you for, okay, for thank you for when I got rid of the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's just annoying, and I want to keep it as pleasant and quiet, you know, as possible. So thank you. Go ahead. Well, I actually wanted to, uh, I, I'll talk about Tyrone, but I want to talk about something else, and I don't want to give anybody a headache. But I did try to say this earlier, and I didn't get a chance to say it, and, and, and it is about our organization. You know, sometimes people want to believe that, that you cannot be successful without them, and so, so they want to believe it because they're no longer there, you're going to fall apart. But we have phenomenal potential with this organization, and there's a lot to be achieved with us together. 
and, and we can make it whether people stay with us or not. At the same time, I do believe that this this whole thing is about leadership, and and I know sometimes people don't want to talk about about this stuff, but I'm gonna tell you, you know, it's all in my opinion. We we need a president in place now, not several weeks from now. I believe the organization could have done more to put uh, a president in place so it will restore some confidence and stability. And it's a little difficult, Now I have not sent in any money, but it's a little difficult to have me to even consider it when these type things are going on. you got people there, then you don't have people there. And, 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 and people can complain, but yet they don't contribute. I contribute in other ways. But I just wish the organization would consider making clearly defined goals, putting a president in place, even, I mean, to me, anything is better than what we have now. I'm not going to say no. it that way because everybody's working hard. But I just really felt that I really needed to to say that you you if you want us to send in our money, then you really need to put some stability in place, and I think only a president can help move the organization forward. Now, that's my two cents. And in terms of Tyrone, um, I believe that if Tyrone stays focused on what he's charged with, and, well, even if his lawyer doesn't do a good job, because sometimes they don't when they're government appointed, I, if I'm available, I'm going to go up there and try and attend if I know early enough. I'll go there to, to look and see and listen on what happens to him. And if other people can be there, that'll be a plus too. But uh, I I think it's really his thing is is such that if you complicate it with this other stuff, it will count against him. If you stick with the facts that he gave notice, he received approval, and they arrested him as he was leaving, he was not trespassing. He checked, I think, and it was a First Amendment type issue that he was involved in. I think it'll be that smooth. And and case oh. law is in his favor. I've read case law. It's in his favor. I think he'll do okay if his attorney looks at it at based on what he's charged. I just wanted to say that. But I do like the other things because I might use the case he named about, I don't know if it was Alaska or, or Oregon or wherever, for some legal issues that I plan to bring up, uh, uh, my case that I'm working on. So thank you so much for that information. I'd like to add yeah. something to what you just said there about the, the presidency and about the leadership of the organization. And uh, and I do think that there needs to be some trans uh, transparency uh, right away, immediately, we need. I Amen. think we need to have. We need to have. We need to know why it seems like that there's not an organized uh, uh, initiative to to actually have uh, set an election date for a president. And and I think that uh, he, uh, a week's, you know, within a week, I think that we should know that you know when when an election process or when an ele- election date is going to be held. And um, I suggest that there's probably already a good half a dozen or a dozen uh, people that uh, would qualify for the position. So, you know, that's kind of a question in my mind as to, you know, why isn't why isn't that process uh, you know gone forward? I agree. Um, yeah, and 
anyway, I was going to finish up about Tyra and Deuce case. Yes, what she's saying is right. You can go with the, the more limited uh, view on it and the more limited argument. There's his right to be there. You followed the rules. But that is not in the interest of Tyra and Deuce or the victims who it's very hard to get a lawyer. And so I've been counseling TIs if they happen to get a lawyer to use that lawyer and go with the more complex uh, case. I mean, you could be in and out of court if that's all you want, but you won't get help uh, if you're not making the arguments that you're not putting the whole case out there about what happened with Myron May and why you were there and that the government is creating the situation by nuking people with radiation, I'm pretty sure a judge might find that uh, a good excuse for holding a protest and for, you know, why it's not trespassing. They might say there's no possible way you could be guilty of a crime if the government's irradiating you and other people. And you're doing the right thing by holding this protest. And that's what you want that judge to say. And you want them to go further than that to say that the government's in the wrong and should, you know, this is, first of all, a very obvious frivolous prosecution, but they're also trying to cover up the fact that they're murdering and torturing the hell out of people. Uh, okay. And that's why Tyrone Duke could take that other option that I'm saying here. Uh, and that would be a good option. That's exactly what I'm doing. And that's why I've got these lawyers because I'm making sure that I, I go further than just, in and out of jail without any type of judge saying I'm a victim and doing any type of, you know, discovery on this or now when he's going to trial, he has that right to be free from electronic assault. It's one of the most protective uh, things when you're arrested and put in the jail, you have a right to have medical care, to be safe, to prepare for trial, to go to the jury and tell your side of the story. If the government's sitting there and irradiating you during the trial and spying on you and your lawyer, there's no possible freaking way that you're going to have a fair trial. And that's why the Sixth Amendment... That. They're doing that at that moment, too. I mean, you can say well, everything, but if in your effort to sell these things, you look like uh, uh, an idiot or like, uh-oh, he's deranged, too. And you got to remember, he went to the one of the universities where the shootings occurred. I, I'm telling you, that's a very precarious position to be in. So you, so you want to communicate to the public, but in a manner upon which you're trying to express information, make the public aware. And he had every right to do that, and the public would agree that he had a right to do that. And they, they even have pictures of people they consider trespassers. I went to their website, and, they, and I noticed, and I had, like, there must have been like six or eight or nine pictures of people that they post as trespassers. So, so this is a problem. You know, at the university, it is a problem, and you 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 don't want to be seen as a hostile force with with information you'll never get a chance to expose. He was appointed a lawyer. They spend minimal amount of time unless you've got some money to hand to them. They are not going to really litigate your case. They're going to. It's unfortunate. And I agree with you. I'm just saying what are the realities of these cases were. 
uh, a council is appointed to you. So the, to me, the, the least resistance is exercising First Amendment right. I checked. The cop said I could come there. I never was served anything. I was peaceful. I was departing. They put me under arrest. And I think that is, and that, look, I'm probably wrong, but, you know, I just know he won't yeah. get to tell the story. Yeah, he wants to tell a story just because that lawyer is paid thousands of dollars to represent him. And inside the state constitution and the federal one is a uh, an interpretation and a system where the state is going to pay money to fund whatever Tyrone Dew wants to put together. And he's friends with Dr. Robert Duncan, who backs him up as a victim. Duncan says, Tyrone Dew, you're a victim. We're- we're not talking so, about him being a victim. We're talking about him trespassing. I know, but the, to build this bigger case, this is why Tyron Dew is actually in a really good position of convincing the judge okay. uh, with good certainty that Tyron Dew is a victim, Myron May is a victim, this is going okay. on, and this whole criminal case is frivolous against Tyron Dew, but it's also an opportunity for the judge to see what this is all about, that there's crimes being committed by the government. So atrocious that that judge needs to do something about this. And it's not, it's a chance. It's a one, uh, basically one in a million chance because not very many of the the TIs have the opportunity to get a public defender. And it's literally unlimited money. If your court case costs $20,000, or fifty thousand, um, they have to pay it generally. So uh, then he's got to have the right. He's got to have the right court appointed counsel. He's got to have a, a counsel that's going to be an advocate to to be able to to put that on. And if he has that to that extent, then you know it might work. I'm not. I'm. What? I'm telling you that prosecutors are going to shoot it down real fast because they're not going to give him a lot of leeway to go on way over. On left field, but if he can pull it off, you know, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he, he wants. I don't want to. I do want to interrupt real quick. Sorry again, you guys, but the call's going to end in five. Anywhere from five to ten minutes. I'm done. Uh, I'm if done. you want to get back on one three nine three eight one, pound is a, is a late night call. 